north is in the valley. It's yeah. in the valley, so it, it gets shielded from the weather. Is that is that a thing? Is that yeah, real? It used to be when I was at school, man. Like when it, there was a bad snowstorm, like kids from even like just past school would get sent home because there was like six inches of snow, and oh, Perth God. would have like a fluttering. <laughs> Pussies. Hey, I've always said that, man. Scotland's shite in the snow. England's worse than the snow. Oh fuck yeah, man. Soft, soft, at the place stuff. that shall not be named, I remember sometimes the call center in England would get closed down. We'd get the same amount of snow, and they'd be like, right, see you early in the morning. <laughs> I remember they used to have a, a landy, a Land Rover that used to fucking cut about and pick folk up in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, you're not calling in. That was, <laughs> it was in two, that, days for that, you, bro. That, that bad went on 2010. Oh, that was like a good one. One of the yeah. one of the offices I was in eighteen. I had loads of free time. <laughs> <laughs> one of the fucking offices in uh, Glasgow. Some folk had to stay over because they'd oh. like sort of like let folk go home because the weather was that bad. And when the, the final like ten folk went to try and leave, they couldn't get out the car park. I was the ten hardest folk in the company. <laughs> <laughs> they still got home. I'll fucking walk it, mate. Get out of here. <laughs> right, we'll be we crack on. We're rolling. We're rolling. Yeah. I well, like actually charged my phone for this week's episode, which is nice. Yeah. Fucking writing oh, jokes all week. Patreon, though. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm excited. Well, I'm going to have one of these birthday I can, can actually, off. yeah. I... You want a Bud Light? I shall have a water. Let's see. Let's see how it will. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very, very special second birthday episode of Perth's premier podcast, Monkey Sword Fight. With me, your host, Jordan Patrick, and my co-host, Pod Daddy. Yeah. Your grande nippes. The big nips. The big nips. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> like you got weirdly big nipples. Mikey Dots. Weirdly enough, my nipples aren't that big. Like, that And they're always flat, too. It's weird. <laughs> they, like, even, I would need to be... This is off to a weird start. I would need to be really, really cold and shirtless for my nipples to be out. If I have like a shirt on, they're never... They're okay. Never Oh, I'm just letting you know. You early My on. nipples are always flat. Episode title, straight away. <laughs> you can do that. You can do that if you want. What I do, dots? I do have a word with dots. It's kind of a long one. I know you guys don't like the long ones. It's uh, just a delivery. <laughs> yeah. You, don't, give it a bit you of don't like the delivery. Give it a bit of gusto, man. Oh, believe shit, in where it. is it? Oh, here it is. You've got to believe in it. All right. You will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. True power is sitting back and observing things with logic. True power is restraint. If words control that, if if words control you, that means everyone else can control you. Breathe and allow things to pass. It's a bit long. I actually enjoyed that one, though. Yeah, yeah. that is good. Yeah, Stumbled nice. a bit there, but yeah, I, I think that's just all for all the people nowadays that get affected by everything that happens out there, yeah. especially on yeah. social media. So, <laughs> it's a big problem. sit back and relax. Also, got your old dad Andy Mark on the ones and twos. What's happening? And we are joined this week by a very special guest, Christopher Gilray. Hello, what's happening? How you doing, bro? Pretty good. Best moustache in the PT business. Hello, that's it. I was actually just, I was, uh, before we go into feedback. And I patrons. Have, and patrons. We'll do patrons first, because I've got, I've got something I want to go. So the, this, this week's Patreons. This week's Patreons. Thank you, first of all. Thank you. For first, those who don't know what the yes. Patreon is, um, this is our... Our, uh, our donations mm -hmm. um, we do an extra half an hour of content and people can donate yes. as little as much as they want helps us keep the lights on help me with my drug problem they yeah. just keep the drugs keeps Mike in the heroin yeah uh, it just helps us keep this podcast running so we appreciate everyone who does donate um, like you say you get a, an additional hour of content pretty much every month yes some weird shit which is always fun yeah. Mike's going to read out those people who are kind enough to donate Ali Cook 
Big Ali Cook. Now he not only does he contribute to this podcast monetarily, he contributes with uh, quite a bit of content on the social media. So thank you, knowledge. Ali exactly. Cook. A lot of knowledge he always contributes. Good, he's always good for the chat. He always gives me an IM for time to time. It's yeah, good. I got it's a few from Ali. Discussion. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good dude. Okay. Uh, Andrew Henderson. We were just talking about Andy Henderson uh, in the what Shamrock Bowl is it called? Yeah, he's, he's going to the Shamrock Bowl. Yeah, yeah, he's an absolute beast, man. Yeah, honestly, he's a, he's a good player. Uh, Callum McLaughlin. I don't know Jones if he's Callum. playing any sports, but I don't uh, think so. <laughs> <laughs> this person, he's in the gym. He is in the gym. I haven't seen him since though. I need to spot Callum. What's up? Um, this person, <laughs> she doesn't need to go to the championship. She's already got all the trophies. Chop six, six to nine. That was better than once with the Hawks. <laughs> Fuck you. That was brilliant. Chop six, six to nine. Craig McCaffrey, Danielle Miller. She, she coaches uh, Fair football. C- Fair City under... I'm not sure. I think it's above the year I... So she coaches a Fair City team. Okay. Yeah, she's an, a good coach. Her all and right. her boyfriend, I believe. And she, I see she was on, I was looking on the MSF Instagram, mm-hmm. Monkey Sword Fight Podcast, or search for us. She was chilling on holiday. She yeah. was on holiday, bumping the gang by yeah. poolside, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. DB for it. Frisa Rivi. Big Rivi. Shout uh, out to Rivi, the, the most recent t-shirt run. Yes. Once again, looking fucking sharp. Did we talk about, because I'm wearing the, the first batch with uh, the, the star, the little ding mm-hmm. on there. Did we talk about that on the show? No. We didn't. Okay, I'll skip that then. Move along. <laughs> Remind me to, I'll tell you in the Patreon. I guess. Okay. I'll tell you in the Patreon. It's nothing really big, but it's just something to mention. Nate Black, anyway. Uh, Ian Shepard. Uh, Nate Black. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Nice. There you go. Hey. Ralphie Roggs, Roddy Bader, and Stephen Tosh. Stosh also contributing on Facebook yeah. quite a bit now. Yeah. He's always a bit there. I love big Stosh. We can tell like the, the amount of beer that he's consuming on a daily basis is starting to get to him just by the stuff that he posts. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a bit more out there now. Yeah, and yeah. I like it. I don't want him to oh, stop. Yeah. That's all I'm no, saying. Because also, I'm, I need to find the name of it as well. He does his blogs from time to time, which are always an interesting. They are week. great. Yeah. So yeah, should check out big Stosh. Um, but yeah, they said we're joined by Chris Gildy this week. How are we doing? I'm actually quite buzzing, right? Because I, I didn't remember. This. So this is our two-year birthday. <coughs> yes. And I yeah, remember this earlier on. <laughs> uh, so me and Mike know Gildy from Dundee Hurricanes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, about, well, pretty much two years ago, um, <laughs> I had a message from Gildy asking when the next podcast was. Hey. Because he'd listened to the first one that I'd done with Matt. Uh, also said that Matt was moving to China, and he just put... Get dots on. That'd be a fun one. Really? Yeah. Did indeed. Oh man! I Not only is he an OG listener, <laughs> you're responsible for this podcast. Chris Gilly is a day one. Let's read Jordan's response. No, fuck that guy. Why did you say that about me? What's up with? That? I say he's on my list of people I want on. Oh, okay. You know, I was I was in Spain when I sent you that message. Yeah, man. As well. I listened to that podcast in Spain. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh man. All right. That was, a, that was a nice moment. Yeah. So yeah, it just took me back. Like I can't believe it's been two years. Been busy two years. Been it has fucking been mental two years. Two years. Um, will we go into the stuff that we talk? Will we talk to Chris first, or will we do feedback from the things that people have talked about? What we'll from do. Favorite parts. I just had a little feedback just about the last episode that we did. Okay. Um, we, we talk about eggs, making eggs. On the back of that feedback, my man Dan, fireman Dan, said put sour cream in the eggs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've done that a few times. His message said like try whipping. Mixing your eggs up, put sour cream in them, thank, thank me later. And I was like, all right, fucking big shot guy. There's, I'm not eating my eggs without sour cream from now on. Okay, okay. Really, really good. Chop yeah, super fresh creamy. chives in there as well. Ooh, maybe. That would be good, yeah. I remember that. Fucking yeah. hungry, <laughs> I'll tell you that. So now I put sour cream in my eggs all the time. Thanks, nice. Dan. 
Uh, I'm not had much it's like specific to that episode. Everyone loves Rana. It's always a good episode when Rana's on. It is, yeah. Uh, took a wee week off last week. Everyone got to recharge the batteries. Yeah. Myself and Andy Mac suffering for a bit of cabin fever, but <laughs> bored. Bored it were tits, hey. But um, do you want to talk about the, the two-year stuff and then we'll talk to Chris? We'll just get a bit of banter going or do you want to interview our guest first? Well, we'll do the two-year stuff first and cool. then we'll dive in. Um, well, I, I, because my, I might put the post up on Facebook earlier. Yeah. Um, but obviously Mama Pats is now on Facebook, so I texted her and asked her for her highlights. Okay. Uh, so she put the first one, the, the first mental health episode we did. Oh yeah, that was, oh, yeah. was a very good one. Um, so wait, we should just say beforehand that, that we put something on Facebook because it's our two-year anniversary mm-hmm. that we were asking people for their favorite moments, one-liners, or episode titles that they thought were the best. Yeah. So I mean, we did come along with the fact that Andy Mack is the undisputed champ of this podcast. Yes, <laughs> he is. Like, He's the crowd favorite, of course. And as the comedian, I'm apparently the least funny one in the podcast, <laughs> which is not very really good. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Mama Pats, the first mental health episode, um, show 38, this show has changed with Paul. That was a good Paul one too. Patrick, yeah, yeah. Um, the one with Holly Irvin um, and Stevie Mack. Yeah. And she loved uh, Vicky and her Dirty Mermaid. Um, she's binged about six or seven episodes because she's training for the Kilt Walk later this year. Okay. Um, for breast cancer, I believe. So we'll share the link up if you want to help out Mama Pats. Um, she just put, well done boys, keep up the good work. I've got 24 miles to train for, so I need the laughs. Love you as Mama Pats. And then she also put, forgot, Mike interviewing the guy who had the heart transplant was brilliant. Yeah. I, I was going to put that as one of my favorite moments too, but I didn't want, that That wasn't a team effort. No, well, hang so, I'll agree with her. A full that, team effort. That was the first one I missed. Yeah. And I absolutely, I fucking love that episode. It was a great one. Yeah, that was good because I was, I was super nervous about that. And then I was like, I can kind of feel that Ali was a bit nervous too talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, right, I need to calm the fuck down or he's going <laughs> to he's gonna be more nervous than I am. We don't want that. Me and Andy talked about this last year when you were on your holiday. Mm-hmm. How it took a, like an episode or two to try and get into like just having the two of us yeah. to bounce off of. Yeah, it's because you've got the routine. Right. You know, everything's just yeah. got a natural routine to it now where you do this bit, you do the next bit and it all kind of flows. Whereas when one person's not there, that kind of throws you off your game a bit. Mm. Yeah. You know, you're having to do the intro bit and you're like... It's it, hard. It feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Because I'm used to... I, I'm getting... Of course, I'm getting the patrons up. <laughs> I'm getting my word with that scrim off of that last minute when I don't have the time to do that. It's like I'm looking at you. The, Andy's looking at me the way I normally look at you, but you're talking during that time and Andy's looking at me like, start the show. And I'm like, fuck, I can't start the show. I don't have anything. So... It's hard. It's hard doing it without the three of us. Um, well, Chris, do you have any standout moments? <laughs> I didn't see the post. You called me off guard. <laughs> I feel like Come an idiot. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so we had a couple on the post. Um, Stevie Mac, I don't remember this. He said, when Andy said Mike could have one Bud Light and drive, and Mike replied, oh, can I, Officer McFarlane? I don't remember that. Was that not one of the first ones here? Was that not when me and you got, ended up getting a little bit loose by the end of it? No, no, I think that was down at the spot. Oh, it was uh, down at the spot. Yeah. I do remember it now. Oh, because yeah. Stevie Mac brought in the beers. Yeah. So that's right. exactly. uh, Stephen Tosh, um, I'd shag him again. I remember that one, <laughs> That was yeah. one of the ones off the Patreon. That's one that of your old That was an agony Andy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> A good one, Wait, what was? I don't remember that it one. It was on the Patreon when yeah. the guy found out that he pumped the lasses more. So he went home with a girl. Oh, okay. And uh, he got to the house and realised that he'd been there before, and he rode the maw who was still with the dad. <laughs> <laughs> or he no, he rode the dad who was still with the maw. So I shag him again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute belter. Uh, I put one of my favourites. Another one from Andy Max. 
I'll fight anyone's mum. <laughs> Classic any episode. Time, any place. <laughs> Throw down. Bring your mom. That's a good one. Let's go. What's the, uh, the episode with Mama Pats, of course. That was a good one. That yeah. was, I love that because like, my mom absolutely loves this show. Yeah. Because I remember when I first got her to listen, it was purely because I was like, it's going to somebody listen. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it was a couple of hours when she just started talking about it. She's like, I really enjoy what you guys were talking about. I was like, fuck, are you actually still listening? <laughs> and then she buzzes. And she, she sent me a photo of her in her, uh, her new t-shirt. She's pumped with her t-shirt as well. So I'll have to put it up. She'd done the standard mum selfie though. She's got her book open phone, but the phone's covering her face. You can just see the t-shirt. Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> anonymous. An anonymous fan. Uh, Steve O'Grey put, Andy's inspiring stories. Yeah, I've got to say that's one of my favourite moments. That was probably one of the first real moments we had on this podcast. Yeah, and it wasn't just three guys talking about dicks. Yeah, that was nice. That was a beautiful moment. Yeah, just I just say it like I see it. So right. if to some people that's you know a bit of a laugh or like they sit and maybe look at things a different way. Fair enough. Fuck I just say it as I see it. So Andy, much cheers, Steve. I appreciate that, mate. What you got there, Mike? Uh, Ali Cook. I'll eat anything pickled. <laughs> I put that one down as well. Yeah. Another absolute banger for your old like dad. See if I had to, like, come on, I should have done this last week when I'm laid up in the house, is go through all the episodes and just start writing a book and they match <laughs> one liners. <laughs> absolute zinger. Uh, Ali also wrote, all the times everyone got paranoid that they'd be less popular than Stevie Mac. <laughs> I, I, th- I think, well, maybe not Andy, but I know me and you are probably yeah, have a, shared a sentiment to be like, oh, everyone likes Stevie. real fear, man. Like, <laughs> I saw him trying to move in on Mama Pat, so now I'm worried. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, no, that's our new thing. You, you have your like, own fears, okay. That, that day that we went through Edinburgh for my comedy gig, man, he was like, I was like, oh, my pals prefer this guy. I can just tell. <laughs> he was pals with half of Edinburgh by the end of the day. You know what I mean? Oh, some boy. I, I, uh, Ali Cook also put Mike Dots as one. Daddy, why do you smell like poison? Yeah. That, <laughs> that was, was a good, good one, too. In the Bayou episode. That was a good one. Yeah, All the ones where I consume alcohol seem to be embarrassing for me, but they seem to be <laughs> fan, fan favourites. It only ever works out that it's either me and Andy end up rat arsed and Mike's sober, or yeah. Mike's, so, Mike's rat arsed and me That's and Andy I, are sober. It's because I live in the sticks now. I can't fucking get drunk. I just had a wee look there. Roddy Bader's brought up one, which is one of my favourites. Yes. It's the whole Rentham Spoons topic and Mike's yes, business go. ideas. <laughs> They've got a special place in my heart because when he's like, guys, I've got a good idea, I'm just like, right, get strapped <laughs> okay, in. I'm like, ready to go. Stuff. What have you got? Hit me. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Rainbow Spins is a classic. I quote. think for me, anyway, the, the undisputed mm-hmm. quote of all time is one of the big stores put in. And it was another one for your old dad. I've raced the microwave, I've raced the kettle, I've raced the toaster. <laughs> the incomparable <laughs> Andy Mack. <laughs> Undefeated. Oh, man. Champion. Champs. What about you, Mike? What have you got any favourite moments? Um, favorite moments definitely the Ali episode mm. um, Alan Mackay that was a good one mm-hmm. and um, you know another one that we that we that doesn't often come up is um, shit it's, it's really bad Hurricanes guy we lo- Hooper uh, Hoops. Hoops man Hoops I'm mm, so sorry yeah, that was a great Hoops um, has just started training at Purgin oh has he yeah oh, okay. again so I'm seeing him more it's great yeah, just, that, that made me feel like I made I, that was the episode that made me most feel like Joe Rogan because I had someone talking about something I had no understanding of, but I could have listened to like him that. talk to about it all day. Yeah, like, and it was, and that was like the first time that I had seen him in quite some time, and it's certainly the first time that I've seen him since he lost all the weight. And then just seeing him, and I was like, holy shit! Like I can't believe he's lost all this weight. Man. And then just hearing about how he we went about it too, 
that seemed that was kind of a serious episode. I think mm. it wasn't as serious as what you know when Andy was talking about. It was, mm-hmm. but it was serious like normal content mm. where we weren't joking around that much. Well, we'll, we'll get into more stuff like body transformation when we talk to our guest. Oh <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to chuck in quickly on the back of the Matt Hooper one. I found it also really interesting from the point of his studies. I mean, he's got a PhD in it mm-hmm. right? Man's yeah. 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 with the potato. Yeah, all the stuff with the potato. He's talking <laughs> about. <laughs> with a potato. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm looking at like maybe going to do my masters not next year, the year after. I'm like, poof, a lot of work, man. And then mm. I think, you know, to go and do your doctorate as well, the guy's just absolutely smashed it out of the park, plus oh, yeah. all the changes then that he made in his life. Lifestyle, yeah. That's so seriously impressive. That. Just that was a really fucking, impressive episode, man. Yeah. Loved yeah. it. We'll be so, on you go back and listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, there's just so many. Um, I couldn't honestly pick out one. Mm. I don't think I could pick out one and say that's my favourite episode, my favourite moment, because there's just been so many mm. for so many different reasons. I think it's hard for me to pick one, so... All right. I'm exactly same. I, like, this podcast came along, at, I sort of set it up at a time when I wasn't doing very well. And just the difference in like the three of us and how far we've come with regards to listeners and listens and having our own fucking T-shirts and <laughs> off the back of it, I've done stand-up, you've done stand-up, Andy's done fucking spoken word. Do you know what I mean? The people we've got to talk to and the recognition we've got has been fucking unbelievable. Yeah. And this is within two years. And I still just get to come and hang out with two of my pals yeah. once a week for a couple of hours. So I just want to say thank you to everyone that's listened. Oh, yeah. Thanks, everyone. You're all good. You're all sound as fuck. Right. Crack on then. Crack on. Yes. Stop yes. sucking each other's dicks for a little bit. <laughs> right. So, like I said, we've got um, our good friend Chris Gilray in the building tonight. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Getting there. Aye. Yeah, it's been a pretty easy Monday, not uh, gonna lie. <laughs> I want to talk to you about that actually. <laughs> not on the show, but like. <laughs> Save it for the Patreon, eh? Um, yes, I, I, I'm the same as Mike. I met Chris playing for the, the Dundee Hurricanes. You came out of retirement. That's right. And fucking terrified me with like when you came on that pitch uh, did you did I not play with you before no I'd no I, I, I just yeah. heard about you and then you rocked up one day and I'm not sure because you're, you're quite a short guy and you very rocked small. up yeah. and you rocked up in like a baggy hoodie and like and I was just like fuck <clears throat> this guy and then like literally seen him on the field an absolute monster, monster. Yeah. what position did you play what was your main position played a few but strong safety mm-hmm. is probably how I would have identified mm-hmm. defensive back but strong safety was always where I wanted to play mm-hmm. usually where I played Played yeah. a bit of running back. I'm thinking, is that wrong? Yeah, if I played offense, I liked running back. But I just, I didn't want to catch the ball because I knew what people like me did to people catching the ball. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, give me the ball. I'll run at someone. Yeah. I've seen actually you hit a couple of punt returns for some decent distances. Uh, like. They're okay. Um, yeah, I just uh, I just enjoyed playing the sport, man. It was mm-hmm. it was a beautiful seven, eight years of my life. Yeah, man. So yeah. Talk, we'll, we'll do we'll get right through it. So how did you actually get involved in American football to begin with? Ah, uh, it's a kind of it's a funny story actually. So uh, I've kind of always been involved in sport, and uh, up until that point, I was rollerblading. Um, I just some people might just think of that as I uh, just a kid rollerblading. Yeah, fair enough. I was only uh, fifteen, but <clears throat> I took things seriously. I'd, did it for hours every night, um, used to compete and stuff. And then uh, I injured myself doing that, blew out both my knees. Um, so I couldn't skate for a while. And during that time, it was a uh, new year. What did I say? I was 15? Yeah. No, 18. Uh, so I was at a party. <laughs> no, I was 15. I was at a party, um, new year, and I met um, this dude and he played American football. Um, we got along really well at the party. He said, come along. I went. Um, and yeah, it just didn't look back. I loved it from the first practice. And that was a, a juniors team in mm. Dundee at the time. Um, Who was the guy you met? Darren Lindsay. Okay. Mm. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, 
you guys kind of know him now. Uh, so he was the general manager, actually, of the Hurricanes up until quite recently. Um, but yeah, so he got me into it, and uh, yeah, that was it. Did Darren not play when I was there then? Did he take us some time off? Because I don't remember him. Yeah, no, Darren, um, Darren left when we played... Uh, when we were playing juniors. Oh, okay. Um, right. He left to pursue music. Right, right. So, did you, did you not know much about American football before you actually started playing? Zero, other than what it looked like. Mm. Uh, I knew that people wore helmets and pads and that they ran into each other. Uh, <laughs> Sign me up. That's still <laughs> the extent of my knowledge after two years of playing. Um, to be honest, um, the group of guys that were playing it, it was mostly just that they were really sound. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't know much about the sport, but they invited me along, so I was like, yeah, let's do this. And, yeah, I just loved it, man. Hey, it was great. See, I always, I always found that really weird. Like guys, like how guys with of your caliber and the guys like Scrappy didn't really watch the game as much as I did, and were just unbelievable on the field. I was like, I always watched the game on Sunday and thought, oh, I want to do that. I'm going to try and do that and go out there and, and bust my ass, probably doing it. But and these guys are just like, no, I'm just going to learn about the game and playing it. Oh, there you go. Everyone's Guinness cracking them open. open. There you are. <laughs> I was the same because I, I think I went after seeing you share some posts because I knew nothing about it and like I think that's probably the, I wasn't great at it but that's the best I've ever been at a sport was American mm. football and it's one of those sports that you can there's so many different positions that you might be fucking useless at one but you might be an absolute absolutely, beast at another yeah, yeah. absolutely because I started off as a, a tight end and couldn't catch the ball to save my <laughs> life so I just got became a lineman because I could just bully people that's it man what would you say that your favourite and worst things about playing American football not necessarily for Dundee but just yeah. Um, oh, I'll just say on the back of that as well, is I still don't really watch American football. <laughs> uh, watch a bit, watch the Steelers because they're my team, but that's mm. it. Um, yeah, favourite and worst. Uh, well, favourite is just, you know, playing with your, your mates, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. getting in there and, and it's the teamwork, the, the being able to trust everyone and when everything's going right, I just don't think there's a better feeling, I guess. Like I me and Mike played together on defence for a long time and it was some good times, man. Yeah. <laughs> there was a few times where it was just like, oh my God, I don't know how like we could yeah. be doing any better. And uh, everything just came together. And it was just fun. Big hits, interceptions. Yeah. If there's a good yeah. group of guys as well, because I played, when I played, we'd done a right for the two seasons that I played. It was like a, yeah. it wasn't a winning record, but it wasn't a completely annihilated every game record. But yeah. the group is when you have a good group of guys, like even if you've just been humped. Yeah. And you've been down in Newcastle. The bus backs up always a laugh because you're hanging about with your pals on a Sunday, mm -hmm. sitting chilling out. So I, that's def the camaraderie is definitely like, yes. and probably the gayest two years of my life was playing. What was a gay team, man? <laughs> that, was, that wasn't even involving the gay guy on the team. No? He was the least gay no. of all of us. He was, man. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Shout to Jordan Harris. You're a lovely dude. Yeah, very um, nice guy. Yeah. What about your worst then? Yeah. Uh, worst thing. Concussions, those suck. Yeah, nah, in suck. injuries. Uh, injuries are the worst. Um, obviously, I, Jordan mentioned I'm a smaller guy. Mm -hmm. um, play fairly aggressively. Got a fair amount of injuries, so that's probably the worst. So not just being hurt. Being hurt's being hurt, mm -hmm. but uh, not getting to play when your team's not winning. Mm -hmm. That's the worst feeling in the world, man. Eh? Uh, mm -hmm. And that's it, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one because I only like, I don't even know either because I only played for two years and I'm still dealing with the ramifications of playing O line for two seasons. <laughs> so like guys who played for longer than that, like so like Big Stosh, shout out to Big Stosh for still uh, walking around. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's a, such a physically demanding game. 
It is. You've got to be is. like you've got to be to even play at an amateur level. You've got to be well above average condition just to survive. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that's do you know what we had a lot of problems um, later on with the Canes as we were going through the the, uh, the Associ- associate process. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with that because guys didn't really understand what it was like to be in a game, being that fourth quarter. Um, Grind very out. few people on the team understood it. Um, and it was hard to get people kind of like, rela- like you guys need to train. Mm, you guys yeah. need to get yourself in better shape because at the, at the moment you're going to, you'll be, maybe be fine at the start, but you'll get to that point at the end and be like, holy shit, what is yeah, going especially, on? Especially if, it, if it's a I game. I need to go back out there, what? If it's a game I've been like, there. If, if, like if the offense only firing or the defense only firing and you could be on that pitch. So some games you'll be on the pitch for like mm. maybe 20 minutes of play. Yeah. But there's other games where you're literally an hour even more on the pitch solid getting hit hit yeah, hit man. so that used to be my biggest bug but I don't know about you like, I always appreciated guys who wanted to play but guys who weren't willing to actually like through the week actually do it because otherwise they were just going to get bitch slapped up and down yeah. a field yeah guys without enough aggression what's the deal with the Keynes associate process now because I saw a couple of guys pop up on my t- Joe being one of them yeah. pop up and they were oh, wearing the Dunfermline sh- stuff and I was like Joe. oh shit shout out to Joe just had a wee baby girl I saw yeah, yeah. yeah. love you Joe congrats Joe good Joe congratulations um, yeah I, I don't know you might know a bit more about it I think it's is it um, now? yeah I'll not say too much but basically um, the Hurricanes is kind of it's not it's not happening anymore um, okay unfortunately there just wasn't there wasn't enough coaches and people to be behind the scenes Mm-hmm. To make it mm-hmm. to make it thrive, we had we had a great group of guys there, including the coaches. Everyone was great, and um, we all tried really hard. But they're making it harder. They're making it harder for a reason because they want quality teams in this league. They want to make this league better, I guess. So, as much as it's a sore one mm-hmm. for a lot of people yeah. uh, around the Dundee area, um, it's looking like, for right now. It's looking like that's what it is. It seems yeah. to be from what I can gather about. Yeah, having a more competitive domestic league, then maybe 10, 15 years you push for that UK franchise and then you've got your feeder mm-hmm. system underneath to help you then find talent there. Well, yeah. uh, there, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but um, is, is it the Canadian Football League are starting to include people in their like, draft, like European oh, really? countries and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh. So, well, there's that, that big lad that just it, went to the... I think England, uh, not England, I think the British leagues are actually maybe... Partly involved in that now, um, from now. Well, there's there's the big so, boy that went from the the Warriors to the Panthers. Oh uh, yeah, Adoba, FA, FA Adoba, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, th- there is some quality guys. I remember playing against Newcastle, and like I, said, I, I considered I could handle myself on the O line, but the only time I ever felt like I was being made a bitch of was against the Newcastle Vikings, <laughs> and their defensive end was a big beardy guy, and I swear to God. I still dream about him flying <laughs> into me. Like, like I think he cracked, he recracked the rib, and I had to come off at half time because he just he just bulldozed me for two quarters. I remember playing um, we, because we played with Jamie Charles for a while. He, he played for the Canes for about a year or two. Were you there for him? Who, who was he again? Uh, was short, play? stocky. He played like defensive tackle, defensive end. Short, oh, stocky guy, remember. but he was like a power lifter basically. Yeah, okay. But he ended up going to East Kilbride. I remember playing against him. And another guy, and just watching from the sideline, them just like running stunts, and then they're just being at another level. Mm-hmm. Like it was like we should not be playing against East Coast mm-hmm. right now. We're getting crushed. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen so many guys, and like I think it was he as well. Like there's a lot of boys who were playing for the Canes that deserve to be at a team that were playing football. That 
guys like uh, Connor Taylor is a fucking he's excellent at what he does and then we we're just yeah. talking about Andy Henderson like yeah. he played for the Canes for a long time yeah. and you could tell every time I watched him you could tell he was like next he grew, yeah, he, he, grew he grew every season man oh, uh, yeah. and by the end man because I I joined the year after um, Andy um, and obviously I was training pretty hard um, and I kind of I didn't really Take like he was a good player, like he was decent, but I was never like, oh fucking, Andy's gonna take my spot. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> a few years later, it was unnoticeable, man. Hey, he just learned every season, and do you know what? Oh, he's yeah. just not scared as well, man. He's one yeah. of those players, and he's it's invaluable. To that team. Like he just yeah. he, his work ethic was un, it's incredible. Yeah, it's good. Like just yeah. and you need guys like that on your team, and, and he's smart as well, he which is. Smart. is uh, you know, something that's undervalued on a football team. I think a lot of time people just want people that'll go in there and smash someone. But if you can get a DB that mm. can make an interception and just purely by reading the play. To the casual observer, it's the same as like MMA. It just looks like grown men beating the shit out of each other. But like, oh, I, was, I, was, into it. I was watching that all or nothing with the Panthers and like the majority of the footage is Cam Newton sitting in an office <laughs> watching yeah. videos about making notes and studying plays and like the work that goes into it. Even on, I remember we went for a training day up at um, Kids Ranch and oh. f- somewhere in between Perth and Dundee, and like we sat, oh, yeah. and, we sat and watched game footage all I day. And like that, yeah. guys like Andy are like invaluable, like you say, un- invaluable on a team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What would you time. say your uh, your greatest moment in football was? I've had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're honest, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, nah, I don't know. Uh, it's been a few really, really awesome moments. I mean. Uh, being involved with the GB stuff when I was when I was younger was was great. Um, in turn, like I, I never played, but uh, I was there training camps, the coaching, and um, the players that you were training with. It's a lot of the reason why I, when I came to senior football, I was you know um, my footwork was good and I was technically sound and I could walk. I was undersized, but I could walk in there and play. Mm-hmm. It was because of like a lot of that coaching and experience. Um, so that stuff was all great. Um, and there's a few big hits, but I can't really remember them. As well. <laughs> I've been around for a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I've only ever got that one hit that people tell me about, and they tell me I was in the wrong because I almost ended some poor boy. Was that on a kickoff? No, it was a, a punt, and the guy picked up a the punt. ball. So it was yeah. his fault, really. Yeah, <laughs> it was man. in Carlisle. Were you there that time? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Carlisle was always a fun trip. Uh, there was yeah. a female lineman. On that team, a female D lineman, and oh, she was I remember that. fucking brilliant. She was their best player by a million miles. And Stosh, Stosh was playing center, so obviously when you're when you're rolling, you're told to like cup the pads. But he kept cupping this last, and he came off every time. He was like, I ask her for a drink after this? <laughs> oh, is it good for you? I'm not sure I'd be an arsehole because she was by far Carlisle's best player. Yeah, uh, I think she went to play for the GB women as well. Oh, all right. Really? Yeah. I can't remember her name, but if whoever you are, you were a fucking. An absolute a lot of teams have, have female players now. Well, they have to pass a certain strength test, but I think we talked about yeah. this before. If they can, if they can pass that strength test, then why the fuck not? Of course. But then you couldn't have somebody like my wee sister, who's weighs six stone, nothing playing against men because she would get. And then in, in, in the lot. same in the same sentence, though, you can't have a guy that's not physically fit to play. Oh football yeah, definitely. Come yeah. across a few of those in our time with the cage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's one or two. The one that was like we had to beep out his name. <laughs> On the Andy Henderson podcast. Who, by the way, has blocked me on all social media, I think. He was in my, my fantasy league and has just totally just disappeared now. Really? Replaced by Andy Henderson now, uh, which is weird, but yeah, just totally to got rid of me. Check that out, actually. Yeah. Someone type it on something and show me. Uh, uh, I think you may have been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, he might have just cancelled on social media. Yeah, anyway. Maybe. He was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Lovely guy. guy. Yeah. Lovely guy. Yeah. Not a great baller. Nice guy. Yeah. But <laughs> who's, your, who's your favourite player you played with? I mean, Scrap is... It's hard not to say his name. There's yeah. been, obviously, I played with Duma as well. I've just and Duma has the you know the the best reputation that you could ask for. Yes. Um, in in Scottish football, so that, watching Duma play football was great. But you know, because we were opposite sides of the ball, training with him wasn't always great. It's that nice. <laughs> <laughs> he was he running back. He was a running back. Yeah. He, was he not been six he, feet five? No, no, no. No, he wasn't. Nah, it was he was actually quite short. Dude, his reputation is preceding him. Yeah, like, Duma's the same height as me. Stories, yeah. <laughs> but but and you are too. He is shredded from head to toe. He's a freak athlete. Ran yeah. like a fucking jaguar, like in the wild. Just was it was crazy. I've only ever heard stories of Duma, but every photo I see him, <laughs> looks like an absolute mountain. He's an animal. He's a big boy. I think yeah. he was kind of he was kind of big. Yeah. yeah, he was. I remember my first practice playing with the Canes. First, I had a practice, and uh, I may have been playing linebacker at the time or something. So I backed up and it ran like a draw. He came at me, and just steamrolled me, ran right over, gone. Oh man! Third, second play, they must have ran the same play. Came right at me, shook the shit out of me. I dove. He went the opposite way, gone. Third play, came right at me, ran me over. I was like, "Well, he just hit me with everything, man. I'm done now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm well, gonna go walk now." Got a couple of his special thing, like when I played that first season, Craig Blacklaw had come back, so he was playing running back, he and was Dumo was playing fullback. Full yeah, but you would just the play would start, and it would be the line wouldn't be like off their hands. And Dumo was at the linebackers. Like yeah. he just took the ball and he was off. It, it was special. Eh? It was oh, never it was out weird. of a game with Duma there because he could just break one at any time. Yeah, yeah. never out of a game. Oh, it's man. wild, eh? You know, I remember there was a there was a big boy that played for Glasgow. I never actually got his name, but I don't know if you were back at that point. Nine, the big ninety nine. Yeah, no. Came, he came walking down to the like. So we're like sitting limber. Not this like for Clyde Valley as well. I yeah, think it was like sure. my third game. It was like my third game against Glasgow or something like that. So I'm limbering up. And this guy walks down. He's only about maybe five, seven. Built oh, like a know. fucking fridge. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, man, please tell me he's on offense. <laughs> no. He's so he catches place. an interception. So I'm tearing after him. <laughs> so all I could do was dive at his legs. Because if I tried to take this big bastard out, I was just going to get shook. So You're going just, with him. How's that? <laughs> Right, yeah, this is it. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> just got to like, we right, have our episode title, by the way. Let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I remember I got, I got absolutely sidewiped on a fucking interception against Newcastle. Yeah. And there's ones where I, like, I locked in on a guy who caught the interception. I was like, I'm going to get this. But I'd never seen the fucking... <laughs> The big linebacker just come feeling. out of nowhere until he was here. I was just like, oh, well, <laughs> this is how it ends. <laughs> so w when did you know that you were done playing football? Uh, it was actually quite a distinct moment. Um, my last season, even though I came back for half a season, uh, I played. We were having, I can't remember actually what year it was. We were having a fairly bad season anyway. Um, and our last game was at Aberdeen away. Um, and I took a concussion, I remember. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, oh, this is like the first concussion I've had. Because mm. I, I never before I'd had any symptoms. I'd taken hits to the head. Um, but this game, I took a, I'd taken a hit to the head and maybe like a quarter later, you know, I, I, I kind of went uh, fuzzy in one eye. Couldn't mm. see out of it. Mm. So I was like, oh, I kind of, I told Scrappy, and he was like, get off the field right now. I was mm -hmm. like, all right, okay. Went to the ambulance, yep, just don't play. He's like, you've probably got a concussion. All right, cool. 
So I went home and researched what concussion was and realised that I'd probably been taken, you know, in season, like at least one a week, like practice and all. Yeah. Uh, so, and probably more some weeks than other weeks. Some, some weeks, obviously, you're not taking them. I'm talking like maybe about an average of one a week. So mm. I kind of gave myself a fright, watched the film Concussion, thought, nah, I don't want don't brain want damage. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I was just overthinking it, but I could feel myself struggling to talk, struggling to put sentences together and losing my sentence and losing words really easily. Um, so I just was like, nah. You know, I kind of, yeah. I want to do more with my life. I want mm-hmm. a career. I want to be successful. I don't want to be really good at American football for, what, 15, 20 years in Scotland and then be, be in a dead-end job and mm-hmm. have no brain cells left. Yeah. See, be fair as well, it was my biggest regret when it comes to American football, starting it so late. So the fact that you mm. started so early is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. And man. it must be good as well. Was that the season I played? Was that the game in... Aberdeen that you took Did we it? tie that game? Was that the game that... Oh, were you yeah. there? I yeah, yeah I remember that game. Yeah. Rough game. Aberdeen. I did dump tackle their fullback and he didn't enjoy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like twice the size of me. He thought he was getting the steamroll. He, he went out on boy. a flare yeah. and I came out, I met him in the backfield and I, he lowered the shoulder. I lowered my shoulder, I'm lower anyway. <laughs> he kind of folded over me, man. Eh? And I, I just, I went to hit him and just managed to lift him up. It was freaking nature stuff. I just... Just so happened, he ended up on my shoulder. Yeah. And I slammed him down. He was not half a eh? I used to. Was I, don't a fun think, game. I don't think I ever won a game against Aberdeen. But I used to love playing against them because they had this D end who just. I used to fucking shut him down all the time. You could see him getting angry and angry by the end of the game. And I was just like, yeah. Aberdeen was Aberdeen was a good story though because they came into the league and they weren't very good. And now they were. They, did they not get to the finals Aberdeen, last year. I think they, they won. Did they last year, Aberdeen are very good. Did yeah. They win the They're ball in, last they've won. Year. Yeah. yeah, they it's such a good success story about how to build a team if yeah. you have the right coaches and the right players and the right attitude about it. Big time. It. And yeah. it just shows it's all infrastructure as well because that's what really grew their team is the fact they had loads of coaches. Yeah, mm. um, it, And that's what it seems from the outside. I don't know that as yeah. actual information, but that's what like it seems well, like. They always seem yeah. like a well-organized unit. Yeah. Like you would Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Anytime yeah. that I rocked up, Aberdeen they always had a full squad yeah. there was yeah. always 30 odd guys on the sideline and being a hurricane you were used to rocking up with maybe 18 <laughs> <laughs> guys but well, that's what made it fun you know, that's what made it remember fun. the time we had to call the game a half time in Newcastle we rocked up with literally 16 guys that was a bad game yeah it was it Joe got the soul knocked out of him like a proper Hadouken moment <laughs> like, I can still hear it in my head Frenchy, oh, dude, yeah, Frenchy, Frenchy thought la- he broke his back. Yeah, Frenchy got laid out and was on a stretcher for about three hours. I don't think Frenchy. he thought he broke his back. The, that he, position he, was just hot. Yeah, he, <laughs> just wanted, he was like, oh, my neck. Yeah. I'm just going to lie here. Kiss it. <laughs> I, 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 got my, I got my rib re-broken by that D-end and had to come off. Like, I played like four snaps with what was the worst pain of my life. Came off at half time. The coach was like, you all right? I was like, mm-hmm. He's like, no, you're not. I was like, no, no. I was trying to transition into your, your new career, but yes. what's, what's, your, what's your worst like injury, mid-game injury, or even practice, besides a concussion? Well, That's the worst, I guess. Yeah. But. Uh, well, I broke my collarbone in my first year of playing. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 15, yeah. Anytime someone says they broke their collarbone, yeah. I always make that face because that's just terrible. It's just pain. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's There's it. You, can't, you, can... you don't realize it. I haven't done it, but you don't realize it until you break your collarbone that you, well, how much you have to do to like move around <laughs> and that you feel it. Does that make sense? I tell you what, I still get issues. <laughs> really? Well, the way that it broke, I kind of got crushed, so it didn't snap it kind of flayed up oh. so it broke at the top and it was still attached at the bottom oh. so it's kind of up, like a Jesus. half broken stick yeah? yeah 
And it's kind of, it just healed like that. So my, it dips a little bit. So my shoulder sits a bit funny. So I've got, this, my old man broke yeah. his collarbone um, well in London, at Scotland v England. Stephen oh Drunk tried to run down an escalator. Oh. <laughs> I think he's going to have some like football casual story. No, no. Papa Pat's shut down a fucking uh, an underground yes. station because he lying in a heap at the bottom of an escalator. In his kilt and Timby's on at the bottom of an escalator. My old man I used to rock a underwear. denim waistcoat with Scotland patches oh, on it to go to a game. That sounds that's rough. Uh, Papa Pat's doesn't fuck about. That's, yeah, no, that's rough. <laughs> he had a mullet to take. It gets worse. Oh, man. <laughs> to be honest, I'm starting to respect I like to look more now that uh, Theo Vaughn has been rocking it. Hey. A big fan, man. Eh? So. Theo Vaughn is a business, man. He's funny. Yeah. He's funny as fuck. Right, well, like Mike said, we'll, we'll transition to your new career. So you're now a personal trainer yes. and probably the most jacked guy I know. Hell yeah. Anytime yeah, you put a, a post up on Facebook, I'm, I feel fatter we'll, with we'll every post, Instagram post. We'll post a picture of Chris shirtless for the ladies on the Facebook oh, page yeah. later. <laughs> Don't need to. Just to get an idea. <laughs> just for comparison. So uh, how did how did that come about? You always just you've always yeah. like, always kept yourself in decent shape. So it came from when I decided to stop playing American football, funnily enough. Um like I said, I when I decided to stop, it was because I thought I need more, I need to be successful um, in whatever I do. I'm not going to do anything with this American football, so I need to think of something. And like you say, I always kept in good shape. So with American football, the whole time I played it, it was, you know, four or five day a week, at least gym regiment, in season, uh, you know, off season, it was even more intense because you're not worried about injuries at practices and stuff. So I, I've got a lot of gym experience and it, I just thought, why wouldn't I use that? Like I can, I have the knowledge there. I might not have the, the technical um, lingo and stuff like that, but the knowledge is there. I just need to reinforce it, get myself better at coaching people. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be a decent career. And obviously I'm not thinking about stopping at PT. Um, PT is the first stop. It's the start of the fitness career mm -hmm. as it were. So yeah, it came from there. I decided I was going to do it. It took me a little while to get through it. Um, Obviously, you have to pay for your qualifications and stuff. But uh, yeah, it took me a few years, went traveling a wee bit, worked a few jobs, and yeah, ended up PTing, starting at Pure Gym last year, last uh, March, and it's time has flown. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. It's been great, it's been amazing, but time has flown. It does not feel like over a year now. So when you, when you work as a personal trainer through a gym, do you have to book or get your clients through the gym or do you have to do it? Can you bring an outsiders and say, hey, I work here. Do you want to just come to the gym? And um, So everyone that I train out of Pure Gym has to be a member of Pure Gym. Okay. Um, I don't need to necessarily get them from Pure Gym. Um, but yeah, they would need to sign up. I can't take people in um, without the membership. Um, saying that, I do do personal training out of... Uh, the local mixed martial arts club, Dundee Mixed Martial Arts, oh, okay. as well. Um, and you do not need a membership there. You can just come along with me mm -hmm. and train there anytime you want. So, yeah. Does your uh, your training, does it include like diet stuff as well? Do you, do you advise people on what to eat? There's nutritional advice. Now, I'm a level three certified personal trainer, which, isn't, um, which doesn't qualify me to give meal plans mm -hmm. or um, I'm not a nutritionist. So... Yeah, so basically I can't give you a meal plan or give anyone meal plans, but, you know, nutritional advice uh, is very important with fitness. You know, you can't, you can't come to the gym unless you're doing things at least semi-right nutritionally so that your body can recover, so that you're not going to end up getting yourself injured, really. Um, so, yeah, I give, I give nutritional advice. My nutritional knowledge isn't where my, my 
exercise knowledge is yeah, but by be, any means, but I've got, it's okay. Give yeah. them basic, you can give yeah, them basic yeah. information about what you should be eating, depending on what their goals are and yeah. what they want to achieve yeah. in the gym with you. Yeah. Basic yeah. nutritional information isn't, isn't overly complicated. Anyone can understand it and wrap their head around it. And the reason you don't give meal plans is because nutrition is more complicated than that as a whole. There are specific foods and there, you know, you can't eat too much of this you can't or so you I need to call eat. it actually the, every yeah, little ex- bit of it so exactly so basic stuff so your calories in versus calories out and um, as far as either gaining weight or losing weight that's an exact science mm-hmm. burn more calories than you consume you will lose weight mm-hmm. consume more calories than you burn and you will put on weight it's it's literally as simple, simple as, that. as that yeah but that's not healthy nutrition that's just the basic formula of gaining and losing weight. So that's why I don't offer meal plans. Well, you see it, like, guys like The Rock, for instance, man, when he puts up, like, his meal plans and shit like that, like, you can tell that's been worked out to the mm-hmm. nth degree. Like, yeah. he has to eat this exact amount of rice. Yeah. Or was it when he's looking for a... He's doing a scene, I've seen one recently, put up a, a post that he was doing a big action scene, so mm-hmm. he had to look pumped, so his trainer was like, I need you to eat a giant pizza. <laughs> just because your yeah. body needs... Yeah. Because, obviously, he's burning that much, he can yeah. eat two fucking... The day of bodybuilding shows, bodybuilders eat lots of carbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because the sugar just... So your, your muscles run off of sugars, off of glucose, so when you put that in, your, your muscles, and you're, like, obviously dehydrated, you're depleted, you've been dieting for weeks, you put all those carbs in, your body just goes... Yeah. Oh, look huge. Yeah. Not know there that. you go. So, before night out, pizza... <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So, so dehydrate what, yourself what's and the have benefits a pizza. of having a pizza on say like a Tuesday <laughs> what's the benefit of having six two, pizzas two, on a Tuesday <laughs> two of those yeah so let, let's like uh, let's try and dispel some rumors about like weightlifting and, and being in the gym okay, like okay. One, this is just all personal and hopefully this helps out some people who are listening I was warned that you might ask me some questions about lifting weights One for your own That's personal oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you well I don't really need good. to but yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> I don't really, no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I am not me. <laughs> I know, but I am curious just because I don't know what you don't really don't know what's what. There's so many things yeah. out there that you can research, and just like everything these days in the news, there's something out there and there's something to contradict it. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to ask about was supplements. Okay. So right now I purchased some some it's BCAAs. Right. All right. Good. Like, oh, is it? Bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to have a serious interview here, <laughs> and you two are getting slashed. Oh, yeah. You're speaking to me. I'm, I'm joking. I'm fucking around. You're under the bus. You were involved in that <laughs> as much as to I To be was. fair, like, I did warn Chris before, like, you came in, I was like, Michael probably asked you some questions about, like, his new routine and all that, because he is. Look, he's looking buff. I've been, yeah, been slacking, yeah. man. I know. I, I wish I was looking I wish you had done this when you were playing football. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have been a little bit better if I had. Uh, yeah, so BCAAs. Yeah, VCAs are good, yeah. Um, they are. What are they for, first of all? Like, what, 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 why would you take them? Um, just, they're obviously like proteins and stuff. So it's just for um, extra recovery. And it's, like it suggests, it's a supplement. So you're using it to supplement something that you're not getting through your nutrition. So Gotcha, okay. Again, it brings it back to the nutrition it is quite complicated and it's, it's very scientific in that you need certain amounts of things. Like, if you're an athlete training for a sport at a high level, you, your body needs certain amounts of, you know, sugars and proteins yeah. and fats, etc. So, but you'll be on far different amounts than your average person. Um, but yeah, so like supplements are, to kinda, I kind of went off there, but supplements are kind of, they're good for people that are maybe busy, work a lot, that it's maybe me. can't just plan every single aspect of their diet out and just need to make sure you're getting all your proteins and all your good fats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're just, that's, that's all it is. It's, 
is to supplement your, I guess, lack of knowledge within nutrition or lack of ability to get the time to prepare your nutrition properly. Yeah. So there's definitely a way through your diet to get everything that you could gain from a supplement. 100%. Definitely. Okay. All right. Just sure. making sure. Um, also, something else is what type of workouts should people do? I mean, I, I was looking originally about like full body workouts. Okay. And I just found that I wasn't getting the same kind of pump through it as I would do if I was doing like a different body part every day or every other day. Depends what your goals are. It yeah. really does. That's the, key, that's the answer yeah. I keep getting. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's use you for an example. What are your goals? Uh, swole's the goal. No, um, the goal. Yeah, no, just to be a little bit bigger. Just uh-huh. to, I want to look a lot better for this time of year with my shirt off. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to lose some fat mm-hmm. and... I just want I just, and to be healthier, and okay. I know that probably the full body workout is probably best for that, but I just don't feel like I get the Not same. Not necessarily. So, okay. like, what what's your work pattern like in your your kind of days? Do you expend quite a lot of energy out with the gym in your days, or is it quite? <clears throat> maybe sedentary. just like walking with the dogs. Not really anything that I'm exerting okay. too much energy. But yeah, that's it. yeah. So, yeah, the full body workouts then probably wouldn't be terrible. Um, you would have a lot of energy built up it again it would depend on how mentally engaged you are as well within your day so mm-hmm. um mental energy is a big thing for people so if you're training after work and your job's very draining you, maybe not physically but you, you know you're on the computer all day you're talking to people on the phone or whatever it is going to the gym after work's hard and like yeah another thing people don't realize is you need to focus on your workout you can't just be in there going through the motions, because it's more complicated than that, especially if you're wanting to build some muscle tissue, your whole muscle needs to be engaged, and to lift a weight, you don't necessarily need to engage everything and keep everything tight, Mm -hmm. but that's what you need to do, and that takes focus. So for most people that work a nine to five, Monday to Friday, I advise going in before work and doing HIIT training, and whether that's cardio or lifting weights, do it in a HIIT format where you're getting it in within half an hour to 45 minutes. Okay. Um, that way you're not, I mean, you're getting a good workout in, but you're not overexerting yourself. You're getting the blood flowing. You get to work awake and not with coffee in hand, like, oh, fuck everyone. <laughs> I'm, that's going to be me regardless, but I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and you get your breakfast. <laughs> and here's the best part about that one. Five o'clock comes home, tea, bed. Yes. Mm. What's, what's not to like about that? It takes it takes a little bit of effort getting out of your bed and a little bit earlier, a lot earlier, but it's a little bit of effort to get yourself up. That's my biggest issue with like working out is like trying to do it, getting, it, getting home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, before I had that operation, I managed to shift like half some, but I was just starting like, Chris said, I was, like, was doing, I downloaded an app on my phone for like home workouts and it was like a 30 minute high intensity body weight exercise. Mm. And like you said, half an hour and it's done. And you feel like shit for the half minute you do, but as soon as you hit that last rep and that last push up, you feel fucking brilliant because yeah, then you yeah. realize that's the rest of your evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yours. That is Plus, a good feeling. You get that food in after the hit style workouts, you get some food in, you get some caffeine in, and you feel great, man. Like yeah. you don't feel tired. It, it's weird. It's it's total energizer, right? Um and people never believe me. And it's it's crap as well, because if I do a session with someone, I finish the hit session and obviously they're fucked. So I'm like, I promise you, you're going to f- you're going to feel good in 20 minutes, and they're just like, "Fuck you, Chris, fuck off." Uh, you're standing there, shirtless, ripped, just like yeah. you're, you're, do- you're doing squats as you're telling them. They're like, "Shut up!" But yeah, no. So for that's for most people that work 
that have like normal lives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Work out in the morning, get it out of the way. Now, obviously people have kids um, and other responsibilities. So that can be a big part of if you can get to the gym at particular times. But um, yeah, that, that would be my advice to most people is try and get in at the start of your day yeah. So that you can relax. Because, man, relaxing and chilling out, that's just like so much more important than people realize. And mm. people feel bad for doing it. And it's like you're stressing about trying to de stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. It's true. So, it I canceled my gym membership just before Christmas. And I was talking to you about it before mm-hmm. the show, having nothing to do through the summer. I'm like going stir crazy. And you can feel like you're putting on weight because, like, say, you're not out golfing every day, you're not hitting the gym at seven o'clock. That's what I used to do before college. Go up to the college gym, seven to eight, smash it. Mm-hmm. Home, quick thing of porridge, shower, and then into class for nine o'clock. Yeah. And I felt fucking shit hot. And see, when I was done at two o'clock, then I can go and play golf. Then I can mm-hmm. go and chill out. I can do the things I want to do. Mm. Whereas when you've had a hard day at the place that shall not be named <laughs> or <laughs> other establishments, you get to half past five. And it's like the last thing you're thinking about is going in. Doing your cardio or going and doing legs day or it's back yeah. and shoulders day. And you can you see just it can't as, get motivated. You can see it as letting out some aggression as well. <laughs> if you're like, oh, well, I think you should go after work because, you know, you're all pent up after work and it's a, it's a bit of a release, but it's like, oh, maybe sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, fitness is a routine and... I, I uh, are you just think, planning on being built up all the, pent up all the time? I think fundamentally, you know, I'm a person who's very productive in the norm, but so many people I know say, you know, see when it gets past about one, two o'clock <clears> in the day, that's probably about the peak of my productivity. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people yeah. are super, super productive in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to that sort of one, two o'clock spot and then it just... See, well, I, it goes. I've noticed, yeah. see, working from home recently after I had my op, I've been like getting up early. Mm-hmm. So I'm online for about seven o'clock, and then when it comes to two o'clock, because I'm just sitting battering out, I'm done by about two. Yep. There's mm-hmm. nothing more for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. I found recently I was struggling with the gym for a long time, and it was because when I played football, I went to the gym because I knew I had to. But after I stopped playing, it was hard to go in and try and lift fucking whatever on the deadlift because I'm like, what am I actually training yeah, for? Exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah. I cancelled my gym membership, started doing home workouts, started walking, downloaded an app to track how much I was walking, counting my calories. And that worked for me now because I'm just trying, like you say, I'm just trying to be healthy. Yeah. I'm not working yeah. to be in a certain top physical condition. Just don't want to be fat. Just don't want to be out of breath chasing the wee man about. Do you know what I mean? Want to be able to play an hour of football and not die. Yeah. Yeah. That's what kind of spurred <clears throat> me off as well. Like someone very close to me had a heart attack and I was like, not like I was, I, I didn't feel like I was close to having a heart attack, but I remember going to the place that shall be named and they are good for a few things. And I had someone on to do your blood pressure. And then the person who did my blood pressure, she was like, it's not super high, but it's higher for someone in your age group. And I was like, shit, I, I need to mm-hmm. get active. I need to start yeah, doing yeah. something. And I wasn't playing football. I probably had been done with football for around two <clears throat> years at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to fucking get going right now. Yeah. So, Definitely. And I'll say something else as well, like about the what like specifically you should be doing like like jordan said like he's finding that just getting active getting out and walking and tracking all that sort of stuff works for him mike you've obviously been lifting weights you know you're looking it is obvious thank you don't say that you're gonna get huge now and Andy, you played golf you mentioned that to me as well it's like find what you enjoy and do that and because you're not going to be consistent doing something that you don't like so I always try and make sure my clients are doing something that clicks with them. So, you know, I'm not a massive advocate of bodybuilding, but if someone really likes just lifting weights and that's going to keep them in the gym, you're damn right they're going to be in the gym with me just lifting weights and I'll 
throwing some cheeky hit cardio mm-hmm. things. But then mm-hmm. as well, like it only takes them like for that sort of stuff, like five minutes. So we hit session at the end of their weights thing and that keeps their their heart a little bit you know tested and it's not mm. just all just pumping the muscles stuff like that man it's, it's so important it's mixing up as well is it not yeah. easy like yeah. stuff like see like battle ropes or a fucking weighted sled or fucking oh, kettlebells mm. man like i don't ever think <clears throat> i've ever had a better workout than 20 minutes with a kettlebell like yeah. a 10 kilo kettlebell but not even a heavy <laughs> it kicks one, your ass like, doesn't it it yeah. does yeah <laughs> people <laughs> underestimate kettlebells are fucking nuts if you do the right shit me i remember yeah, me, me and chuff right we went to the gym one morning and the the studio at fit for less was empty so i was like i had this <clears> kettlebell <throat> off on my phone i was like fuck i'm almost just going there so right. i was like ah, i'll do half an hour be fine I took in like the 15 kilo kettlebell. <laughs> oh no. I had, like, yeah, yeah. had to go back and get the 8 kilo. <laughs> yeah. Five. Five. I'm towards the end. I did like, see, like. Nah, it's four, Andy. It doesn't come in five <laughs> See, honestly, man. See, by the end of a half an hour, I was just lying on the flare for about 10 minutes. And then Megan's like, you ready to go? I'm like, Nah, no, I'm yeah, fucking not. Yeah. I, when I went and I bought, they had them on sale at Aldi, and I went and got, um, they had like a 16 kilo kettlebell. And then before I bought it, I went to talk to one of the guys who works with kettlebell that I work with. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I was thinking about getting this 16. He was like, he was like, go a little bit lower. And I was like, why? I was like, I, I, I lived it in the shop and it was fine. He was like, just go a little bit lower. I'm glad I went and got the 12 because I found yeah. some workouts on YouTube and I started swinging that shit around my house. I was like, my heart to, was pounding in my chest. The one that used to get me was like, we had to do the upside down squat. So you would hold the kettlebell upright so the weighted yeah, bit was uh-huh. on top of you and then squatting and seeing like, <laughs> yeah. your wrist is just well, you, fucking you shaking. Do, you do a shoulder press with that as well. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? Like, that's <clears throat> so. I'll drop a little bit of knowledge about that. So that, oh, that keeps your, your arm in perfect position. So if you want to keep that weight like upside down, it's not about how hard you can grip. Mm. It's about keeping the weight above your elbow. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the whole, like trying to keep it there. the whole way up, if you have to keep it above your elbow, you need to keep your arm in perfect position. Mm-hmm. There you go. So ah, next form. time you want to know if your shoulder press form is good, try it with a kettlebell. Ooh. And if it doesn't go up very well, it falls over. Mine is terrible. Shite. I've been laid up for like 10 days with this auto I had and I'm absolutely itching for a fucking workout. Yeah. Because I've just been sat on my arse eating and not eating like any more than I usually would but because I'm a big guy, I always eat a lot mm-hmm. otherwise I yeah. feel starving and usually yeah. I can eat that much and maintain a decent bit but I put on weight so fucking quick. It's not about work, you bastards. So we can... <sighs> It's, it's good doing it's good doing with somebody else because so, you can't lift yeah. heavy when you don't have somebody else there with no, you no. so occasionally I like lifting heavy so it'd be good okay, to have somebody okay. there uh, one more thing mm-hmm. sorry um, I was listening to Joe Rogan you guys especially you got me heavy at the Joe Rogan now I, I just set it up at work and I just fucking watch it there but anyway uh, we had some guy in there MMA guy and they were talking about um, it, he said if you feel sore the next day after a workout then you're doing something wrong he said you should never feel sore because you, you can get more workouts in mm-hmm. that week yeah, is that true or is that just bullshit? Yeah, and do you know what? It depends. It depends what you want. Uh, he's talking like so. He's wanting to be productive in every workout, and he's yes. using his body athletically as well. So for him to do that, it's uh, he needs a fresh central nervous system. <clears throat> so he needs everything to to fire properly when he goes to to throw a knee. He needs it to like go the right place or else he's going to get injured. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if he's sore and if he's broken down when he comes to do that, most of the time it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could get injured. So he is right. Um, and, you know, like general population, you don't want to be dead the day the day after, you know, two days after you work out. But if you want to put on muscle tissue, if you want to build muscle, you're going to be sore. You, you, you are. Like, yeah, you got like... That's what it is. You you break your muscle down, 
and you have to repair it. So yeah. So but his his thing was more like uh, if you're. If you're sore and then you, let's say you work out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday because on that Tuesday mm-hmm. and on the Thursday you're, you're sore, he's working, doing less during those days, but he's working Monday to Friday yeah. and he's doing more things. Yeah. So he's, he's getting more workouts in. So he has got five workouts <clears throat> yeah. this week. You only have three workouts so his, this week, so I'm more productive. His his heart, rest and heart rate will probably be better than all of ours. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. So it's, it's yeah. not... So there's benefits not, both ways. He's not necessarily like trying a, to build like muscle tissue. Thing really, yeah, yeah, so... Like, and as well, like, you don't necessarily need to be, like, trying to, like... So, building muscle tissue is called hypertrophy, right? Um, you don't need to be doing hypertrophy work to get stronger or to get more powerful. So, you don't need to be tearing down the muscle to do that. So, if you're doing strength training, that same principle applies. You probably shouldn't be sore the next day. Okay. And um, it's not about that. Uh, so, yeah, and... In a lot of different training methods, yeah, I absolutely agree with him. Um, the majority of people that train uh, nowadays, it is bodybuilding style training that they're doing. And unfortunately, that's, it's not necessarily a good thing because they, th- they think they're doing like a fitness program. Mm. Um, when it's not necessarily, and it'll make them more healthy. Obviously, being stronger um, and putting on muscle tissue is great for longevity in your life. It'll carry you through life really well. But the tightnesses that come with just lifting weights and doing no stretching, the the stress that gets put on your your heart and your organs from not doing any like proper cardio or not just cardio, like proper cardio, like interval training, mm-hmm. uh, Metacon stuff and stuff like that, really pushing yourself so that your lungs hurt. Like <laughs> Sounds terrible. not doing <laughs> not doing these things um can lead you to kind of be unhealthy later on in life. Um yeah. like you can get really bad injuries, man. Like you, you see, hear a lot of people get like shoulder and hip injuries mm-hmm. that have been like bodybuilders and stuff like that. Um, and that's just because they're complex joints and the amount of muscles that there are around those joints that just get like so tight and fucked up because mm-hmm. you're not stretching and you're not using your body in an mm-hmm. athletic way. Yeah, it can be it can be tough when you, you know you get to later life in that. So I would say that uh, yeah. Most people are probably going to be sore after a workout and don't freak out because the guy on Joe Rogan said that you're, you're doing it wrong if you're sore. Because if you're trying to build muscle, <laughs> you're, going to, you're, go, you're going to be sore. And yeah. your body does adapt to a certain extent. But yeah, there are other training methods and other ways to go about training that are probably better for your life. So just okay. yeah. to, to each yeah. individual, I remember when I was playing for the games, I was only working out three days a week. And mm-hmm. it was, each one was a full body workout and each one had a different uh, sort of like explosive movement like clean yeah. jerk squat thrust and then mm-hmm. bear complex yeah. yep. so those three days that suited me fine because then I was fresh yeah. for Sunday and yep. then I could go back yes. in the gym on Monday and mm-hmm. the first workout would just stretch out the shit from the Sunday's game yep. so but then like you say the guy on Joe Rogan he'll be working out six days a week especially yeah. as he gets into he, and like, he's training world class he's, he's a tra- fighter no, oh, he's he was a training uh, yeah he was a coach yeah I think he said oh, I forgot the guy I don't want to but they'll, 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 especially in fight camps you want the, the workouts to be Less impactful because you don't want to be like full skill sparring for them. Yeah, how many fighters have you seen got sparkled and sparring two weeks before their fight? Yeah, they know, shouldn't be sparring that close. Too many personally, it's, it's so stupid. Eh? <clears throat> it just, it, hard. It's just big hard man syndromes. If you fight smart, you're not going to get sparkled because you got pinged by your fucking teammate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've got to, you've got to know that you can. You to be a, a professional fighter or a fighter, even an amateur fighter at any level, you've got to. Be tough. Mm-hmm. You've got to enjoy enjoy a scrap yeah. to a certain extent. You've got to be comfortable in that chaos, man. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I forget what I was. But getting. You've got to fight smart, yeah. though. You yeah, do, you've you got, but to. you do. Yeah, so like you, you get your Diego Sanchez's, mm-hmm. but you also get your Dominic Cruzes, and which but, one? But which then you, you look, look at guys that, like you know? Chuck Liddell, who were Mister Iron Chin, but then just won too many knockouts, and now it's just can good night Vienna. That's why I gave up American football. Fair play, mate. <laughs> I don't want scrambled eggs for brains, man. <laughs> Chuck's, I love Chuck, by the way. I'm not yeah. trying to no, insult I mean, Chuck like, Liddell. Been, but. We, we've talked about it before, there's just a certain time when fighters should just go right yeah, all day. There is, yeah, yeah. There is. Yeah, you try being the one to tell them that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's hard, and it's hard to talk about it Any athlete, when you're really, not a yeah. fighter because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're a different kind of person, man. Oh, yeah. Jordan, you'll probably understand a little bit better because your brother. Yeah, because I know exactly Paul. Like, yeah. American football is like the most aggressive thing I've ever tried, and because it's a controlled chaos. Yeah. But I've, I've tried like combat sports before, and I'm no use because it's different when you're in a scrap on the street because you're kind of lasered in with the yeah. fucking adrenaline, but like fighters can sort of control that adrenaline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I watch fight breakdown videos all the time, and even now, if I'm watching two professional athletes fight, you're not in a fighting mindset because you're not thinking this guy's a dick. But there's so many different movements, just the way they pivot. Their f- I watched a breakdown uh, when McGregor took down Alvarez. And just the, they weren't even, even looking at the, the punches, they were looking yeah. at the leg movement that led up to the punches. That's, uh, that was quite the beautiful finish. Man. It was, yeah, man. That's one of my favourites. But you're right, like combat, combat fighters, but his, like my brother, are a different yeah. breed of yeah. I remember Paul was nervous doing my best man speech. I'm like, you literally, for a hobby, <laughs> lock yourself in a cage with another <laughs> man who's trying to do you in. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's yeah. a different animal. Yeah. But, you tr- but, but it's a training, it's a mindset yeah. thing. You yeah. know, you, you've, you're training, you're, you're exchanging your time, your life to train towards... Yeah whatever your goal is and I tell you what when like you love something like that mm-hmm. and you compete in it you, you, it's not an ill intent thing I guess again I'm, I'm not a fighter so I don't know but it doesn't seem to be an ill intent thing it's more like player one player two we're players in this game yeah. Yeah. we both understand that we're trying to cause serious damage here but let's both try and play this game to well, the best it, it's, ability, an art, yeah. it's, a compl- it's a total art it's form because like, like yeah. a novice will watch a fight and go that was a good punch but a, <clears> an expert will get look at his leg movement look at where his foot pivots to actually hit the guy look at where his eyes are looking it's it's beautiful when it's done properly mm. it's tough though because like you say it's a short career so you yeah, know you can look at these people as creatives they are creative what they're oh, yeah. actually doing in there in their sports but unlike actors and musicians and artists and sculptors and all that kind of stuff, you don't get to the age of 35 and people go, right, that's it. You're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, what the fuck do you do? Yeah. And as you say, you've been taking blows to the head since you were... Luckily. Yeah, well, and, you know, and then you come out, as you say, with scrambled eggs. So you're coming out at 35, 36. My brain all, all I do is fighting. All I can do is yeah. fight and... My head's absolutely fucked, and what am I going to do myself now? It's one of the reasons, you know, Connor really changed the game with it, but building a brand around yourself as a fighter it's is just yeah. is so important because then you can, once fighting's over, you've still got that brand. Yeah. You know? And what you'll notice in the UFC is Derek Lewis had his moment, oh, my balls is hot, and then yeah. they're making T-shirts, and he's got yeah. the Popeye's chicken sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Then there's Maz Vidal with his three-piece and soda. Then he's backed up again in the fall. The super fight, necessary. And he's that. just boom, 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 just mm-hmm. moving up the levels. So, yep. you know, you've got to take that moment in these sports to go, this is literally my 15 minutes. i got to fucking shine, you and i go got to run with it, man, yeah. and make as much fucking money as I can. Because I'm 31 now. In five years' time... I'm not going to be. That's a good I, point. I mean, you know, who's going to put me on to fight unless it's then going to be, you know, lower cards and dodgier promotions, and before mm-hmm. you know it, you're doing the bare knuckle I, boxing and all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, 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 yeah no, come I, on. I wish yeah. Conor McGregor would hurry up and just officially retire and just man up because <clears throat> I tell you what, he said he actually said it 
earlier in his career, I'm going to make all this money, I'm going to destroy this sport, and then I'm out. Yeah. And he should do that because his legacy would still be incredible. See if he'd have just done it after the, even the Mayweather fight. Yeah. And just stopped there because he went in against probably the greatest fighter, one of the greatest boxers of all time. Hard to argue. And, 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 did a, a decent enough job. Like people will argue, people will say that Mayweather toyed with him, and he probably did. But he then he did. Co- extent. But then he did cause Mayweather to actually be. throw more punches than Mayweather usually throws in a fight. Dangerous because, game. He oh, because he wasn't really under threat. He really shouldn't have been in there. Nah. When we look back without the rose tinted glasses and in the heat of the moment as we were at the time. Yeah. Really shouldn't have been in nah. there. Like, but then, like you say, like, like so, even even a, before yeah. that, the comeback fight after the first Diaz fight. That's the perfect point to go over. Right, that's it. Yeah. Because I was bested by this guy. I'm now richer than I'll ever fucking be. That'll do. But then, like the Khabib fight, that's kind of soured the it a Khabib bit. Khabib fight he... was was hard, man, and he never should have took that fight without a fight before it. But mm. it was very yeah. Conor McGregor, and if he'd won it, we all would have fucking thought gold but... shined off his balls again. But mm-hmm. but then that's what you mean. Was it? Who's he going to go? You didn't because especially if he goes in for a tune up fight now, is that going to sour? He doesn't do tune up fights, mate. That's He'll do it then. That's, that's it. It's all or nothing. That's Dana's I mean. putting him against the loser. It could be Pori. That's. He's not said it, but that's what's happening. Eh? Then, that's that's a good fight either way. Yeah, I because think. Tony you, Ferguson you, should then face the winner of that fight. Well, obviously, do, you, do, you yeah. then, do you then obviously. believe that? Well, we just go into sports. Will we just dingle in the sports theme tune? Sports. Uh, let's get ready to. Just continue that, like, so do you reckon that if he went in against Khabib again, he'd put a better showing of himself this time? Because he, 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 he said himself he went in training too defensively. Yeah, well, that's that's my thing when I think about it. Mm-hmm. If he trained, if that's true and he trained the way that he always had before, previously, then maybe. Mm. It would definitely look different, but whether it was better or worse, like, who knows? Like, mm. he specifically trained for Khabib for that fight by the sounds of things, defensive, you know, doing mm. all the defensive work. So his game plan was solely around stopping Khabib's and it didn't really work. He looked mm. all right in that fight and people say he did get smashed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was a mauling, but like he, he looked all right. It's not like he got... Like, he just, Khabib just did what Khabib does. Yeah, he just gets a yeah. holdy and just fucking wears Wasn't you Wasn't the worst we've ever seen of one of Khabib's kabo- And Connor, Connor doesn't have the greatest engine in the game. He doesn't. He doesn't no. at all. His, his cardio is all out for the first two rounds and if he hasn't stopped you then he slows down he does and well, they reckon that's to do with his uh, the fast twitch movement yeah. of his muscles but that's why he's so explosive look at his physique like, you see as well yeah. a lot of people pretty much every, if you've ever seen anyone he's won against they've all said that they, they can't figure out his striking he's, it's like they say it's so unorthodox how he figures you out and then just who was the, what was the fight I can't even remember who it was I think it was maybe the punch on Mendes and it didn't even look like he hit him that hard Connor there was one yeah. where he just nipped the boy in the chin and it was just Good night, he, the, the boys, the boys are saying it's not. That's what it is. He's so accurate, but he's he's a freak of nature as well. He's genuinely a, an incredible fighter, eh? Like, oh, yeah. like once in a lifetime shit. But he should have kept more active. This man, generation's eh? Muhammad Ali. But then, like you see, he's, he's ways, made, he's made that bank, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, the whiskey's taken off yeah. ridiculous. Why would he come back? He would have more respect from everyone that supported him if he just retired. Because 
We understand. Well, I'm sure Kavanaugh said. <laughs> it's, it's Kavanaugh a, was on uh, Joe Rogan and said after the Mayweather fight, he's like, right, that's it. Let's just stop there. Yeah. But apparently, he's, he's got that fighter mentality. Whether he should or shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different, he didn't different the breed of people, game. aren't they? Uh, the documentary on Netflix. That. Have you ever watched the Notorious? I did, yeah. Oh, it's fucking Brian that did. It took me ages so to watch it for some reason, eh? But yeah, yeah, it I just did. popped up on Netflix. Well worth a watch. Yeah, brilliant, fantastic. He'll song. just be sitting counting his money figuring out how he's going to make some more and looking. I thought the cowboy fight might have gone through. That would have been cool. Because it's a yeah. winnable fight for him. But you never oh, underestimate. Never I underestimate. You can't underestimate cowboy, but I, yeah. I think that would have been closer than a but, lot of folk thought it was, but it like, would have been winnable for either either yeah. fighter. Yeah. Irrespective of that, he'll, he'll take a fight that he knows he can make the most amount of money and probably something that's going to give him a winnable chance. Don't expect him to be taking a fight with somebody like Tony Ferguson anytime soon. I can see him maybe fighting somebody like Showtime Anthony Pettis. Maybe yeah. something like that, mm -hmm. you know, down the, down the do line. Do you think we'll, the we'll, UFC are trying to get away obviously they're not trying to get away from it because they're trying to make money but do you think they're trying to get away from that whole we'll fucking match these guys because they will make so much money whereas it doesn't necessarily make sense in the rankings it seems like they're going more in the direction of ah, we kind of fucked up with all that shit let's try and reel it, it in and it's, it's, do, do it more on rankings and stuff doesn't really see black or white though he sees green yeah he does so, yeah. You know, and then then the, the company's there to make money so well, whichever yeah. fights but make the most money makes the most guys sense guys like Masvidal exactly. now who yeah. can talk the talk and walk the walk like we Masvidal's witnessed Masvidal hilarious. murder a person <laughs> just a couple of weeks ago I can still hear <laughs> that knee slapping still so sad oh I'm knee slapping at his face. Look, I'm even, I'm even sliders and socks yes. representing my boy, Ben Askren. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ripping the chat for, for Ben. Took it like a man, though. Well, he did feel a decent bit of yeah. about it. Aye, but exactly. fuck me, man. That was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Don't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Conor McGregor fight again I think maybe one more I think he wants a, a Croke I'm Park fight something I'm like sure that he's talk, oh, yeah, I'm sure he's talking I'm sure Dana White said uh, yeah. end of the year start of next year is when they're looking for it Yeah, just apparently said he's not putting him anywhere near Masvidal because he doesn't want him going up again he doesn't want to fight at 170 yeah he says he's too small for one which I agree with he yeah, says he's he too is. small for he's, one he's like you say, if his engine can't carry him it was at 155 he usually fights in there I think he's 5 foot 8 he's just yeah, he's, he's just no, too he's, no, he's not got the engine. Like, his engine's bad enough at his actual weight, and then he kind of goes weight. But then one five five seems to be a fucking great weight for him. Eh? Mm. It does. He's, it really does. Because the cut, especially was it the was it the Aldo fight? No, it was the Mendes Mendes yeah, fight. It was that bad. Uh, the weighing man, Jesus. Because he couldn't do cardio. Yeah, and he was fucked. But he looked fucking. Like a zombie. It doesn't matter, mate. Made the weight. <laughs> made the weight. Won the fight. He steps up, like because that's what they're saying about the Aldo fight. He had to get stem cell injections in his knee as well because his knee had fucked up again. But he never, no. never pulls out of a fight for injury. Fucking right. He's some boy, man. Eh? Ah, fucking. But yeah, you need to stop being a fanny though. Two E for one seventy. <laughs> it's part of the brand. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> fanny brand. <laughs> Uh, what else we got in sports? Um, well, what's going on with the shirts, the soccer shirts? Is there something I, I couldn't get it? So Paddy Power, so especially now in football, when it comes to sponsoring a shirt, you've usually got one across the front, yeah, and some teams have got one across the shoulders, and other teams have also got one across the, the, bottom. the bottom. Yeah. So Paddy Power, the absolute pattern merchants of world sport, mm -hmm. have started sponsoring teams. So they sponsored the team. Is it Huddersfield Town? Yeah, and, and Motherwell as and well. Motherwell, but the yes, Huddersfield team, they had a giant Paddy Power logo going right across the front. <laughs> and Huddersfield team <laughs> like actually a, like played Like a them. sash. Yeah, like yeah. A, that was actually called <laughs> the was, sash yeah. design. But like, they were like, uh, 
So Huddersfield and I played it, but then they actually came out and said that what they're doing is they're sponsoring them by unsponsoring them. So they're giving them the sponsorship money, mm-hmm. but they're not making them put paddy power across the front of the strip. So it's an unblemished kit. That's a that's a power move. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the type power. of thing that Paddy Power. Like if you've a watched power, Paddy Power, man, their Paddy Power move. Their social media game is yeah, the next good. level. <laughs> yeah, like, I think what was great was there's Huddersfield Town had tweeted out, "This is the new strip." People then went mental. It's like, what the fuck is this Paddy Power all across the strip? And then people are pulling out the FA rules and the tweets, and yeah, very yeah. quickly, folk were like, "Oh wait a minute, this is actually a really great marketing ploy." Yeah. We've mm. all just fucking done it because they've, they've <laughs> <all> <laughs> no, said, not, that's why they're fighting over the FA rules of football. Size of sponsorship so yeah, yeah. That's why Paddy Power doesn't want their thing on there. Like, we just made all this money in the first couple of days here. We're fine. <laughs> That's why it's my book making a choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I can't even their ads are quality. I know. Did you see the one they done with Tiger Woods? No. <laughs> when he played in the Royal, they done like a big sign, but like it looked like a car had crashed. Oh, through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it but uh, no, it's, that's what it is I, I think it's good as well because I hate a shirt with loads of sponsors on it and most teams do that's what they did that was the fake one that they put up ah uh, alright okay that was the fake one that they did oh okay yeah, that would have been hilarious if it was real they, right? actually, they actually yeah. played a game in it and they even come out and said that the FA almost fucked us over because like, <laughs> they were going to do the thing about sponsors but I, I like my thing is a lot of teams now you can buy an unsponsored top from the store all right. But they have to play, and like when they play in it, they have to have the sponsors across. Fair it. enough, if they're paying. Yeah. That's why I always like getting a European game where your team has to go someplace and play, and they're sponsored by Tenants Lager, but they've got no like booze advertising. I can't get a nice sponsor a strip for the Champions uh. League game. Or something. It used to annoy me with the Celtic ones though, because they would they would have them they would take off the hoops on the back, so it was just a green and white hoops, but just giant white backs with the numbers on it. it used to fucking wind me up. But I think, it's, I think it's good for the sport, man. I tell you, the Motherwell away top looks fucking yeah, it looks cool. deadly, man. Eh? sharp, man. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm, I'm wanting that new Arsenal top. That is a thing of beauty. That oh, I did one. see that. Oh, yes, man, it's gorgeous. So you're a man, you're right, you're I don't give a fuck about English football anymore, man. It, has this always Plastic. been a thing every before the beginning of the season, like the un, unveiling of the new kit? Oh, is the this new, a thing? Yes, new kit yeah. day is yeah. a big thing, like... Oh, does yeah. everyone unveil their kit on the same day? No, it's no. just usually staggered throughout the off-season, yeah. but... okay. Yeah, there's some nice, there's some nice kits cutting about. Still oh. wanting that Nigeria one for the World Cup last Ooh, year. Oh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> that was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Well, that was a throwback to the one they played within the '94 World Cup. I think mm. it was a throwback to that. Uh, but yeah, there's been some throwback strips on this year. The Arsenal away one you oh, mentioned. Man, that's a thing of um, beauty, like which is quite a nice looking top, but. You fucking want an Arsenal top, mate. If it looks like that, see, if Kieran Tierney goes, I'm getting one. Murray would fucking love you, mate. <laughs> He'd be absolutely loving it. The thing is, I always feel bad when I talk to Murray because he always comes up here chatting about the football and I'm always like, I, I really didn't like Man United anymore after fucking Jose Mourinho was there. <laughs> I used to just like Wayne Rooney. Now he's at fucking DC United or something like that. Pumping grannies over there. Speaking just quickly of the MLS, did anybody see Zlatan Ibrahimovic's hat <laughs> trick the other night? Oh, 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 no, no but he ex- Twitter exploded after it. I was yeah. like, what the fuck was I don't on? like football, but I like that man. Yeah, he's, 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 he's great. He's a good guy, man. <laughs> I love the fact that he, like, he, again, he's one of those guys that talks the talk, walks the walks. So yeah, he got asked time. in an interview can, about a boy called Carlos Vela, who's mm-hmm. the top scorer. Yeah. And he's like, so he's in his prime playing in the MLS. And she's like, yeah. He goes, where was I in my prime? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, 
Uh, Europe, he goes, exactly. I did not come to America to be compared to Carlos Vela. <laughs> <laughs> then he rocks up against Carlos Vela's team, scores a hat trick. One of the goals, which was uh, the first one, was an absolute beauty. Man. Was that the one between the two defenders? He took the touch slide on and then he oh, volleyed it in the bottom such a corner. Swagger about oh, him, I love him. Love him. Interestingly, he sat in an interview afterwards, the same one where he meant the, the, they compared them or the, the, made the comparison to Carlos Vela, and he made the, the quote. He said, "My mind is bulletproof." He's like, I know before I go out in the pitch, I'm confident. I know I've got the ability. I know I can change the games. That's you know, I know I can artist. do this. Right, so I go out there every time on the pitch with 100% confidence, mind bulletproof, mm. never a negative thought in my head, and go out there and I perform every you time. Tell, man. Yeah, can tell, man. Because he has the right fucking attitude yeah. and he's trained hard as fuck and he's got the natural talent. This, I'll, I'll show you this. When I've, take, I've taken the audio off, right? This is the greatest right, goal ever scored. I think is I this from the other so oh okay no, 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 no I've seen this big bitch the keeper he cares what the keeper's doing look at this bad boy Woo! yeah yeah I've seen that. That's we'll put a picture really of that that's, yeah, that's for those listening and for the football fans that's Latan's 40 yeah. yard overhead kick against England <laughs> I'm sure any of our listeners who knows Latan will have seen many of his best goal compilations on, on YouTube but the amount of flying fucking like karate kick volleys and all that I remember a goal he scored for Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League, a left footer from about 25 yards. I thought he'd ripped the net out, man. It was only about four or five years ago. I think it was against uh, Paris Saint-Germain against Anderlecht. So if you want, uh, anyone pulls up the clip. No, it doesn't have to be now. I mean, oh, if anyone listening wants to watch it, we're podcasting, out. Jordan. Hey. Honestly, honestly, man. Get into the chat, bro. Guy's a legend, and he's also a fucking goat in FIFA Ultimate Team. Oh, really? <laughs> because he fits the meta. He's fucking massive. He's tall as fuck. Oh, I thought you meant playing fuck. it. Oh, okay. Right. Skillful as fuck. But did Get you the see pace him? boost on him and just let him run so right in the weekend. He was getting for slagging off Velas. Apparently, the coach of Velas' team came up to him. He was like, "Fuck off, you little bitch." <laughs> He was celebrating. He celebrated his first goal uh, goal in front of Bob Bradley, who was the other LA manager, because they'd said some stuff about his Latin in the week. He maybe said he was past it or he wasn't, you know, at his best anymore. And then he took one on the chest, 25 yards out, turned two defenders, and then ripped in the volley. He just ran over his fucking head with a big leg. The manager was just like, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to talk about me off the pitch, when I get on the pitch, I'll do something special. And you can all, you know, I'll come and I'll say my piece back to you. Well, he's play, he's done it yeah, in man. so many leagues. Yeah, man. He's, he's, he's been in French league. <coughs> he's, was he played for an Italian team? He's played in Italy. Yeah, he's played for Milan, Venice, and in Ur. He's played Paris Saint-Germain, Man United. He's played at Barcelona. Obviously, he played at LA Galaxy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's, the guy's like, he's put himself in. And to be fair, mm. like you say, it's easy for, like, say, Messi, for instance, one team guy. Guys mm-hmm. like Ronaldo, who's Andy Max goat, has done it in so many leagues. Guys yeah. like Zlatan have done it in all these different leagues. You can build a team around a player, but it takes mm-hmm. a real player to go into a team and drag that team up. Yeah. Like Ronaldo did with the fucking Euros. Yeah. Can't wait for Ronaldo to go to MLS. That'll <laughs> be a wait. sad day. Sad day when Zlatan hangs up the boots. Right, so well, before that, thanks for the memories because he's been fucking quality at watch. Deadly, Good yeah. laugh yes. as well. He's great. He's great. We've got another chat. I put in something about uh, Gareth Bale but I want to see how that actually pans out before we talk about it Okay. there's uh, there's some MMA news Ooh. what's that John Jones oh shit did you Slap, hear about this slapped yeah. away <laughs> a strip club or something yeah, oh yeah slapped, slapped her in the, in the apparently oh shit <laughs> dragged her down and tried to kiss her Really? This was back in April, though, apparently. I just pulled up the news report Do you know the, like, I love John Jones, man, but he needs to stay off the drink. He's an boys, asshole. Boys are fucking nutter, isn't he? Yes, man, he's fucking wired to the moon, especially when he's on the gear. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck but, being around him if he's on cocaine, by the way. Oh, that would be terrifying. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, you you're the most dangerous man in the world and you're a loose cannon right yeah. now. I'm uh, out here. You're scar faced at your tits. Fuck I did not want to be near you. I'd fucking get bang on it, well. Like, I think he's a dick, but if he's chopping out the three lines, man, I'm fucking in it. Like, let's go. I just laps on a strain my yeah. testicle. Oh, oh. oh Sarah. Yeah, he just needs. He, you know, that's the thing I hate about him. He's so phony outside the ring. He acts like such a good guy, and I've changed. And you know, and I, you know, God's going to give me the strength to do this. And then he's out fucking sniffing gear, crashing cars, and fucking. I don't folks. think that's PR. I think he buys into that. I think when he's not do you drunk, think so? I don't think he's this horrible guy. I think he loves to party. Yeah, I think he fucking loves partying, but. I don't think he's this horrible guy. The God stuff's his dad's a preacher, man. Hey, eh? like yeah. the God stuff's like drilled into him, man. And uh, I think that that's mostly real. I think the earlier career John Jones, it was play play that hard. I don't think he plays it that hard anymore, though. Nah, Still thanks Jesus after his fights, but when he, when he does, though, he fucking goes, man. <laughs> but, but, but I think it would be fun if you could keep him away for the powder. Like I think that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, as long as I knew he wasn't going to hit me or knee me or do anything, I'd I'd go out with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go out with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, never mind. If I'm going to say something filthy there, but no, let's just keep going. If he wanted to, he would have you. Anyway. <laughs> right, should we jump into something else? Maybe a little bit of... Bro, no! <laughs> we are slowly just avoiding the topics on our list here, and because sometimes if they are time-sensitive... We don't ever get a chance to go to them. I'm happy to go to Brown now. I'm not bitching. I'm just saying it's funny that we don't, we don't touch on them sometimes. Which stop? Well, oh, shit, yeah. I forgot we had loads of them, didn't we? No, but I'd rather go to Brown now. Okay, fair enough. Carry on. Um, yeah, so we have the special two-year-old Brown Oz. Then we've added to the... Facebook's been fucking with me recently. I, be, I put stuff up and then I check an hour later and it's not there. Then I think it's gone on to my work Facebook page and I'm like, shit, I got to check that and make sure that <laughs> I didn't like square or something in front of like 13,000 people. Um... All, right. all the followers that company's got <laughs> on Facebook. Shit, man. Doesn't include. Doesn't That's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> hey, what's my fucking it? job? <laughs> Mike's no drumming up the interest. They're on the Fitzy 500, Mike. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Anyway. <laughs> Happy birthday, bro. <laughs> Stevie Cook, since Welsh clubs are involved, since Welsh clubs are involved, should all league clubs be combined to be a British cup? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. What is this, sorry? It's not Bronos. Yeah, so like the fact that these Welsh teams play in the Challenge Cup and the League Cup that here in Scotland, aye? Is that what he's asking? It doesn't really say. But since Welsh clubs are involved... Yeah, they're involved all... in the, the Challenge Cup. So should okay. we have like a British Cup then involving all teams? <laughs> so a British Cup, Brona? No. I'd watch it. I'd say bro because I think it's... Rangers fans would be dying to win it. Oh, okay, but it, can't it be good about it is that you can't tell what's going to happen in a cup game. Do you know what I mean? You get you get small teams meeting big teams all the time. So I, I'd like to see it, but my problem with things like that is it's the same with the fucking the the Champions League. So Ajax, Ajax, where did Ajax get to the semis last year? Yeah, they're having to play the exact same amount of pre qualifiers as Celtic. Yeah. But teams that finish third and fourth in the English Premier League get straight into the group stages. Mm. Whereas Ajax got to the semi finals last year. And they're having to play qualifiers just to get into the group stage because of the seedings. Right. So what annoys me about this is, is it's the same with NAFA, that there'd be some way to weigh in favour of the English teams. It's already weighed in favour by the, the TV money and the money their leagues generate compared to anybody else in the British Isles. So it wouldn't oh, be a yeah. worthwhile competition watching. Um, 
I'd like to and see maybe a... as a pro independent supporter, I'm not really bothered for any <laughs> British fucking cups or anything <laughs> like that. You can. I would. I would maybe yeah, like to see bothered. like a wee mini tournament, like like the top two teams in each league of each league going ahead to head. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Fucking great. Let's send in you know like Celtic <laughs> and Rangers or Aberdeen to go and play fucking Man City and yeah, Liverpool. Smashed yeah, smashed. Yeah, yeah. I, I so what annoys me about English league is I work with a guy right, and he's a fucking Brentford fan. Brentford. Brentford. And he was, Brentford. I don't exactly, even know what that is. Right? Really nice dude, but as a fucking Brentford fan. And he was something like, he goes, ah, the SPL is a bit fucking minnow the way. I was like, fuck off, mate. I was like, I've seen your stadium. It holds about 12 folk. We've got a 60,000 seater up north, and so have Rangers. You know what I mean? Your... Scottish football Twitter's exceptional. Scottish football internet, in its own right, is probably the best part oh, of yeah. Scottish football. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. Say, most definitely. It's pretty funny. But, um, <laughs> for a British Cup. I'd rather watch the Scottish Cup, to be honest with you. No, because how serious are the English teams are not going to take it? Exactly. Uh, to be fair, are you right enough, by? Bro, no, what are we saying? I'm going to nah. change my answer to no. 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 I'm no. Fuck no. I'll say no to her. Fuck I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> Which is strange, because you look like a footballer from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's the boy that uh, played for Liverpool? I've still got my sunglasses on. The suit, yeah. He was like the guy, that was something Rush. Ian Rush. Ian Rush. Oh, you've got a wee bit. You look like Ian Rush. I need a picture. Oh, oh, see what I'm being compared to. I'll look at it. I'll go to the next one if Mike finds a photo. Right there. Chris has said he'd be offending him here. Hey, Ian Rush. There you go. Yeah, come on. That's an awful photo. He's so divested, man. Rush, was a shagger. He's got the eyebrows. That's hilarious. I just said the wee bit. <laughs> Moving on. Right. The Bet Fred Cup, or whatever it's called now, is, is that, there any point? Is that the no. League Cup? That's the League Cup. That's Billy it? Morrison. Uh, is Billy a Saints fan? Billy is. He says he's a latent Rangers fan. All oh, right. Billy's nowhere really into soccer. Yeah. I um, say soccer just to differentiate. Thank you for a translation. Nah. Well, it's the League Cup, isn't it? Is that the League Cup? So there's no, there's no, is, is Bet Fred no the, or is it still the Billy Hills, the Scottish Cup? I think, I don't know who's sponsoring the fucking Scottish Cup this year. Is it still Willie Hill? Wait a minute. Well, ah. Uh, because I think if it's the well, Betfred, I'm not sure which one. If it's the League Cup. Uh, be the Betfred Cup. Is it? Uh, yeah. I can't mind who keeps the Billy says, them uh, also, I live in Forfar. He's talking about somebody else within there. He says, uh, I, also, I live in Forfar. I get to support them, right? They're flying high in that cup. They're going to pump the fake sheep shaggers in Dingwall on Wednesday? Oh, Ross County. Aye, okay. <laughs> well, no, if it's, it's Forfar, that must be the Scottish Cup then. No, the Scottish Cup doesn't start until January. But the lower league teams start pretty early, didn't know. Aye, but they play in like November and that. that's where you get like forest mechanics and that in the first, <laughs> first round of the Scottish Aye, Cup. because there's the League Cup which happens early in the year now. League Cup's already started. That's why you've got, I, the, you've I got like, the group stages. I like, and I like all the Cups. No, just because I'm a Celtic fan, but I like, the thing I like about, <laughs> look, I was going to say, I'm not... Because we win them all. <laughs> what I was actually going to say is the thing I like about a Cup competition is that it can change. Like Celtic got beat by Ross County in the quarters... Was it the semis a couple of years ago? So I like the fact that smaller teams on their day can take a big team. Okay. So I like a League Cup because especially in the league in Scotland and most countries, you've got your two teams that are almost always going to be in contention for it. Yeah. Whereas in a League Cup or a, a cup competition, it just depends who shows up on the day. All right. Do you know what I mean? You've, you've, you've played, we've all played sports. You've rocked up against a team who you were almost certain were going to do you, but on the day you've come away with a result. Mm -hmm. So I always find cup football much more entertaining because it can go like one goal. So if you go one goal down, that's more, you, you get more into the match because your team need to bring a goal back to actually keep playing. 
because it's a knockout thing. So I'm I'm up for all. So you're giving it a bra to the better Fred League Cup then, yes. I've not had any to talk to for the last 12 days, man. So Mac. I'm going to say bra, um, although I don't like how they rejigged the format a couple of years ago to start off with this mad group stage thing and then you got out your group stage and go through it. I just much prefer cup competition, mm -hmm. straight knockout. Straight knockout. But, yeah. Chris? I know nothing about football, but I'll say bra. That sounds pretty good. Sounds all right. I'll say Bryles, I have no clue what the Betfred Cup is. Yeah. And uh, Well, you liked the World Cup last year, don't you? Yeah, that was I think good. You, you're one of the guys, you're not a casual observer, so if there's actual stakes in a match... It's oh, easy. yeah, I'll watch it. I've got a bet on it, yeah. Like, you can't watch... If, I don't care if you're like me, I can't really watch neutral matches in a league. Like, if no. it's not a team I support, I'm not really bothered. But yeah. if it's a, it's a cup match, then well, I can get into it. This is a big game. It. Big yeah. game, you know, big league game, yeah. or a big, big... Yeah, like cup so, match. Some yeah, stakes. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, has to be mean. stakes if you're a neutral, but I yeah. can't just sit and watch fucking Manchester United versus Stoke. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, really. Super then. Sunday on Sky Sports. It's like Huddersfield <laughs> West Brom. Come know, on. And they cut the advert up too to make it look yeah, really just, dramatic. Yeah, and it's I mean, like, these guys haven't won in two years. Yeah, you're paying 20 quid a month to watch fucking Stoke three times right now. Come on, Thanks very much. Ali Cook, Iron Brew, and Guinness together. We'll have to try it. We'll have to try it. We'll hook it up and we'll try it. Somebody put a photo on our Facebook and it's a Guinness and Iron Brew. But the Guinness, the Iron Brew is right at the bottom and the Guinness sits on the top of the Iron Brew. You pour the Guinness over the back of the spoon, I noticed as well. One of those fucking fancy bartender tricks. So that all does. I think it was set on top. So rather than just pour it on top and everything just goes. Yeah, yeah. Is this why you tilt a glass when you're pouring a pint? Yeah. Just take the thing. I, I'll try it. I'll we'll definitely try I'd it. Try that. I'll try. Oh, I'll we'll, get that, bro. We'll get, we'll I like iron brew. Get this all right. But what about like that iron brew is going to hit your tongue, right? It's going to be sweet as hell, and then you're going to have this whiskey. I don't know, man. It's going to be the Guinness first, and then it's the iron brew underneath. So but I'm guessing you're going to get that. Right? Nice when, 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 you, I, gets... when, you, when you tilt your glass, it'll come in. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm very much intrigued. Okay, all right. We'll try it out. I'll look up for the next episode. There's then always it, a Guinness here, isn't there? Then it'd be messing with my pints of the black stuff by pouring fucking oh. out. Oh. <laughs> I'll be a happy boy. I get paid the more. I'm happy to try it. I get paid the more and we're recording again on Thursday, so I'll hook us up a few tennis for the next show. All right, so we'll reserve judgment until Thursday for that one. There we go. Ali Cook also. So the KFC Cheeto burger, too far? Brown no, I'm intrigued. I love a crisp sandwich, man. So mm, I don't know, man. I'll get a bash. I'd eat Cheetos on anything. <laughs> and I no, I would. I think honestly, that it's man. kind of fried in Cheeto powder. Mm. Oh yeah, know. I'm all about that. Give me that. Yeah, for sure. I'm not a KFC guy though. Me neither. It's never yeah. been my thing. I don't like their chicken. It depends when I'm you get it. If, you, like if you get the chicken and it's crispy, it's good. But more often, you go in. And as soon as you bite, all the skin falls off, and you're just left with a greasy yeah. breast. Yeah. Bit of chicken, there's loads of veins in it, and that like it's horrible chicken, man. I'm going no, like it. just because of that reason. See, this is on my KFC. I once made mm. uh, hot wings, and it was a recipe I found online. You like you breaded the wings in uh, spicy Doritos. You like crushed them up, <laughs> dipped them in egg white and then, or egg, and then uh, bread uh, it and deep fried it. That was delicious. Folk doing that, they do that mozzarella dippers. So they just smash up yeah. loads of tiny cheese yes. Doritos and Cheetos, wrap the oh. roll the mozzarella stick in it and fry it. It's funny how easy this like cooking these things is, eh? But people go to McDonald's <laughs> and spend five times as much. Hell yeah. Yeah, hey, I'd do it, man, but it's, it's genuinely <laughs> when easier actually, and faster to like, cook it. You can get off your arse and go to the supermarket when you're hanging out your arse. It's just as satisfying. It's just yeah. a little bit extra effort. Do you think it's pretty crazy how like 
these fast food chains around the world and the consistency in which they put out food and like like you go to a McDonald's here and you go to a McDonald's in South Africa the food's gonna taste the same I think that's pretty amazing I, I like, don't know if it does though man well they have different things on the menu but the hamburgers should if you get a hamburger or some fries it should man I went to McDonald's same. and this was a few years ago I went to McDonald's in Italy and I got a cheeseburger and mm. that shit wasn't the same man it was disgusting <laughs> it's awful what was, what was off about it didn't it just didn't taste the same and like I don't know man the regulations must just be different about the meat or whatever but <clears throat> maybe they use it better. felt it tasted like there was less meat in it it was oh. strange man eh like it it wasn't good I don't like that don't go to I, McDonald's say, in Italy I'm going to say bro though on the KFC Cheeto burger mm, I'll say no let's not like KFC oh, I'll say bro I'll say that mm. yeah. I'll say bro because I'm intrigued that yeah. sounds good bro. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. get one of those tomorrow bring it over okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a whole shopping list for him Perth probably doesn't do them no of course <laughs> yeah, not yeah. why would Perth fucking do anything <laughs> exactly. it's not a city fuck's sake <laughs> uh, Stevie Max just put fancy sauce <laughs> <laughs> fancy sauce what would you consider a fancy sauce is ketchup a fancy sauce I don't think so I think mint sauce Heart when you're having sauce. lamb. Mint sauce. I like mint sauce, sauce when you're having like, lamb. Like it's a, a mango, fancy like sauce. A, like a mango chutney. What about hollandaise sauce? Yeah. Like something it's you kind of just buy at a bottle, something that's actually got to be made. I'm like a bro. nice salsa or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to say bro. Mm. Like a nice sauce if it's yeah. made well. I love sauce. Aye. Sauces. Yeah, I'll yeah. take a fancy sauce. <laughs> I'll take Make a sauce. 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 I love a sauce. Yes. I'm saucy too. Bro around. Bro. Uh, Mike Dots Hey you love that guy Fruit teas Fruit teas Perfume teas Yes I, I, I See if I'm not If I'm not feeling great Yeah me too I'll have a wee like A fruity tea But it's not my go to No it's not my go to either. But it's got not really like Lem sips But a nice hot fruity tea Is just good for clearing The, uh, the place spicy that apple I don't mm. know Anyone ever Ooh. tried that That's a good one that sounds I'm nice. not a fan actually Of, of like Icy apple tea. But yeah, like a spicy apple. Oh, spicy like, apple, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's got yeah, like cinnamon yeah. and stuff in it. Those are really good, but yeah, nah, not, not my thing. There's a few of them that I like. Yeah. The place that shall not be named used to have a lemon tea in the vending machine, and I used to drink that anytime I was mm. sick. Very, very, very good. Mm. Very good. I always hit up Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Um, I always hit Rachel up for like a fruit tea if I'm feeling a bit ropey. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to, sort of hits the... Especially if I'm hanging. I stay away from coffee if I'm hanging because my heart's already pounding too fast. So. Does she keep a stash of fruit tea bags on? Oh, Rachel's literally, she's got medicine, painkillers, oh, fruit know. tea, coffee. Rachel's a business. I Run love up that. in that building. I love some Rachel. Save my more time. She actually dropped off a care package to me last week. <laughs> <laughs> had some LucasAid, some grapes, and a, um, and a pizza. And what a, what, what kind of LucasAid, Rachel? Yeah. It was a pink LucasAid. It's pink tasty, lemonade is good. Pink, pink look as it is deadly. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go broth for fruit tea. Also, peppermint tea I've been drinking. Every not now a fan of peppermint tea. It's good for digestion, I heard. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Helps you poop. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It settles your stomach when I overindulge, which is often. <laughs> um, what about you, Andy Mac, fruit tea? Don't do hot drinks. Don't do hot drinks. Don't. Hot enough, son, eh? Can you? Another one for Mick Dots. Buffets. Buffets. Love a buffet. Fucking love buffets. Yes. It's hard to get a bad buffet. Well, well, that's what I wanted Mm. to kind of talk about. So do you find that the quality of food kind of dips at buffets, though? Depends who's putting on. No, well, let's say you go to a restaurant. Like, we went to a place in Dunfermline yesterday. Mm. Uh, It was a world buffet. Very good. Had a, a shitload of food all over the world. Mexican, Italian, all that stuff. It was good, but the quality of food, as opposed to going to like just say an Italian restaurant and just getting one type of food, yeah. you know, even if it was just within the same price range, it was a bit off. It was good though. I don't want to shit on the place. It was nice. 
So I guess compared with like going to a normal restaurant, spending the same amount of money, yeah, you do get more options, but the quality of the food. So what would you say? What would I say? Yeah. yeah. Bring it on. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, you're going to one place that's trying to cater to about eight different styles of cuisine Yeah. compared to going to one place which is specializes in one type. <clears throat> so naturally, you're going to find that you know, the one that's a specialist in one type is going to be a better buffet, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to get a better curry at a curry house than you do going to one that's serving pizza, eating hamburgers and hot dogs and fucking everything mm-hmm. else. But if you got to make that trade-off, you have to make that, you have to pick one, would you go to See, the buffet? This is where, this I think is it where, depends. Well, all I was going to say is this is my idea of buffet is different. I always think of okay. buffets as fucking shit like cocktail sausages. Sausage rolls. Oh, okay. Good, all right. Rather than going, because I wouldn't go out to eat a buffet. I'd rather order something. Yeah. Just okay. me personally. Really? All right. So my thought of a buffet is like an old work buffet. Get a big stack of Doritos. Oh, here comes Jordan back to chime in. Oh, shit. Yeah. A couple of jammy Dodgers. Fucking I cheese want, on a stick. What buffet? I need sausages. <laughs> yeah, <a> pickled egg. <laughs> oh. I'll eat anything pickled. I like, I like a, you've got to be in the mood for a buffet, I think. No, I'm talking about a that's real buffet, true. though. That's yeah, true. that's what I'm saying. Okay, like, cool, actually cool, go cool. to eat a buffet. You've got to be in the mood for one. You've got to actually be like, I just want to go out and I want to indulge. I want to see how many plates of shit I can put. Buffets are good post American football game or post sporting oh, event. See when you're like fucked, right? Or like just anything that you might have done, like skiing, right? See if you've ever been skiing. I don't know if either of you have ever been Never. skiing. You come off the mountain and you're fucked, man. You take a bath and if you can get somewhere that'll give you all the food that you can eat, it's just that's heaven. the one thing I miss about America. Yeah. Well, I think they're missing apart from the camaraderie <laughs> is the feeling when you got home on a Sunday. Absolutely battered, hot in a bath. You get out. You're aching, but you're satisfied. Yeah. And then you just fucking eat. Mm, yes. And you don't even feel, you know, like you eat too much, you feel bloated. If you do it after a big sporting event, you don't feel crappy. You're just like, this This is how <laughs> I've it should be. This it. is how yeah. it should be. Yeah. 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 You, it's like you fill in all the pain cracks with food. Yeah. <laughs> they're, all yeah. Filled, yeah. they're all filled, so you can just lie there. That's for how a I moment. fill in my emotional pain cracks. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm going to go, that's, that's a severe bra. It's yeah. a severe bra for me. Yeah. Well, uh, I actually, I'm not a massive fan of buffets other than in the, those circumstances. I'm okay. much more of the, I like to like really enjoy the food. Like see if I'm going somewhere, like an Italian place, like I'm intrigued to see if their food's better than the last Italian place that I went to. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know, I really like Italian food. Mm. Same with Mexican food. Mm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I, <sighs> buffets are good. That's what you've got to be in the mood good, for it. You've got to be in the mood for a buffet. Like you don't just go out to eat a buffet. Yeah. You've got to be actually in the mood for it. Plus, I'm not a massive guy. I always eat the least, so I always feel a little bit uh, cheated. Yeah, you would, especially yeah. if you're going to a buffet to get cheated one plate. and less manly. I, I, I <laughs> do yeah. not. I've never not. I've never once left the buffet without imagine. thinking to myself, they hate me and they're, they're concerned the amount of times I've been up. I'm, I'm going to say bra for the buffet. And it just might. dawned on me while I was having a piss, but Carvery is really just a fancy way of saying a buffet, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Fucking love a Carvery, oh, bro. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I love walking through with people trying to shame me with their looks because obviously you get like <laughs> you get like the pre-designated amounts of meat and then you get the rest. The one up at uh, Brock's and Farm, you get as Ooh. much of the extras as you can put on it. And like, you can't even see the meat by the time I take my plate back. <laughs> like when I used to meet, uh, me and Chuff's mum and dad and her, always, we often go up to Broxton Farm. Mm-hmm. And like, it took them a couple of times before they stopped going, Christ, that's a lot of food, Jordan. <laughs> and they're just used to me, like that's that's how I'm eating. It's just probably yeah. a It's just up. you, man. Yeah, that's true. Like it or love it. Thick, thick king, boy. Thick king. That was uh, an episode title that I enjoyed. Thick king. Thick king yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. It was a bunch of thick kings. That was another thick Andy Mack yeah. special. 
Two C's. You're going to write a book soon. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I think I might actually, if I've got time tomorrow, I might go back and listen to some episodes and see if I can just write some of the belters down. Oh, God, you get one belter for every 10 minutes of shite that I talk anyway. Move on. I want the next, the next T-shirt. See if people will be into this. A thick king or queen T-shirt as our next run. We should. Yeah, yeah. we'll have a cool, a cool thing on it. Like yeah. Maybe even like a, like a thick stick man oh. slash woman. Oh. Or a thick Maurice. Oh. Yeah. Can we get somebody to... Uh, Oh, we should get there. Put, to, put together like a Maurice, put a body on him and have like his belly hanging out of his t-shirt a little but bit. But also his arms kind of jacked. Yeah, arms and shoulders. Yeah. 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 Dad bod. A dad bod. A dad bod, yeah. A dad, he used to play sports back in the day, but you know, he's had a couple he's of beers thick, now. He's got a couple he's of a kids. He's a thick king now. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to look thick, man. Uh, he's a thick king now, thick exactly. King. All right, last one. Um, Steven Tosh, school reunions, a no from me as I went to school with a bunch of wankers, but some people have to seem to have a strange fetish for them. I've I've never seen the point. Like all mm. my pals from school, I want to be in touch with. <laughs> I'm still in touch yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's think, so true. It's, yeah. Is it more maybe the older generation because they didn't have Facebook? So there's people that I know that I went to school with that now live miles away and I don't see, but I can keep in contact with them. I could speak to them a lot easier. Yeah, mm. I think the people that are mad for her, the the ones that want to show off how well they've done in their mm. life. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe I'm just uh, maybe I, I'm just not the kind of person that likes. That kind of social environment, I don't know, but I, I'd have no interest right now. You mean I've, I've, I've my mate, from, right here, my close group of mates from I had loads of yeah. folk I got on with at school, but the ones I would hang out at the weekend, I still hang out with at yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Or when I get to see them now, as we're almost as I'm almost thirty. You two go to school in Perth? No, I did. no. Brought fair. I did. Brought fair. You did. So I mean, naturally, you're going to probably be in a position where you're likely to bump into them more from time exactly, to time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think it maybe yeah. makes sense. It was always an American thing, but correct me if I'm wrong. In America, it's it's more common for folk to grow up in a certain place, and then they maybe go to college somewhere far away, and then they tend to settle down where they went to college. Where they went to college. A lot, it's maybe not a lot of people, but is it more common in America that folk don't often stay where they grew up? It's really common in Dundee. Uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I don't, well, know. I don't know if it's maybe something from like just seeing a load of American movies where folks are like, I grew up in Texas, but I'm living in New York. Do you know what I mean? That type yeah. of thing. It's like, yeah, it is kind of like that in the movies. I'm not real sure. No, I don't know. If it's maybe because it's a bigger domestic scale as well. It's like why a lot of American people don't go abroad because they can go from um, California, they can go from, from California yeah. to somewhere cold. Why would you need to? Yeah, yeah no, do you know what yeah. I mean? They, they don't need to go away for weather. But I, I, I'm going to say no. I'll say no to yeah. I was going to say bro, but I, this doesn't appeal to me at all. But like no. Andy said, growing up in Perth, it's not exactly a massive place. So, and a lot of people I used to go to school with work in the same building as I do, or I seen them in the pubs, or bump into them in the shops. So you've got them on Facebook as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, that's you know what they're doing. Tired of seeing you on Facebook. I, I want to see you in person. I've already rattled one off to you. I beat her two thousand and ten. Ah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Lowering the tone. There's just no need for that. <laughs> Start. <laughs> Absolutely no need. Fresh start, second birthday. <laughs> We're a responsible podcast from this point on. Nah. Will we do one more? Uh, the only one that was left on there was uh, two day summer festivals. I think that's probably off the back of Rewind. I, yep, she was at Rewind. That was Daryl Ann. I, I fucking love a fest. I've not been to one for ages. I've never yeah. been to one ever. I couldn't camp anymore. I'm past those I days. Camp. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> get wasted blackout. Oh, I get blackout drunk, but I still need to come home uh, my bed, shower, and get ready for the next day. Nah. I like that camping, yeah. and then you're like 
basically be a dirty cunt for like three days. I know. Smithy, ex-guest in the show, Smithy pretty much came away for Tina Park one year with trench foot. Yeah. Happens, man. 2012. We went through on the Thursday night, got set up. Friday was dry, beautiful day. Again, in the arena, sitting on the grass and that, but over the Friday night, it must have felt like a million gallons of fucking water. So by the time we actually went into the arena, it was just a mud bath. <laughs> so you couldn't have sat down or anything. He had like on these hill walking boots. You know, it was like, like the thin sort of nylon laces. Yeah. So we tied them on and then got so wet that the knot had become impossible to take off. Mm-hmm. So we had these shoes on for three days, cutting oh, a bit in the mud. Nah. And I'm pretty sure he came that's away with bad. trench foot in my Yeah, head. that's bad, man. It's, it's that's you fucking the, disgusting. You've seen all the fannies like <laughs> taking big dives into the mud and you're just thinking to yourself, aye, everyone's cheered you there, but Give that's you for the next three Give days. Give yourself 15 minutes, see, you're going to be regretting that I so I saw hard. six people pee in that bath. <laughs> that, that mud puddle yeah. that you just slid in it's gross now nah, the wellies are the saviour at festivals man they, they really do save your feet oh yeah but yeah enough <laughs> other I, than the, the what you wear on your feet yeah I like on, festivals I, think I couldn't I can only do yeah. it now and I suppose this is me showing my age as well as I could do it if the weather's nice yeah like that tea in the park was fucking miserable because you couldn't sit down and if you go into the arena early you're in the arena from like 12 till 12 mm-hmm. so you're on your feet for two hours yeah. but at the end of the day you're just fucking miserable nah, fuck whereas that. if you sit on the ground We'll fucking have a wee cigar, can have a cigar. a beer, half a day. Love cigars. Or you just embrace it and you just say, well, do you know what? Like, I'm going to have a seat here and yeah, I'm going to get wet, but I was smart and I planned and I've got stuff back at my tent. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to be nicked. <laughs> but I've got stuff there to change back in and I've got gear for whatever the situation is. You, that you, you couldn't sit on the flare, man. To be fair, though, people, like talk, people talk about, oh, fucking it's shit when it's raining that. See, when it's fucking hot, it's probably harder work for your emergency services and all these oh, kind yeah, of things. Yeah, it's actually a lot. People get fucked up more because of the heat than they do do mm. because it's wet. But I went one year, the last time I went was a Sunday and my mum and dad were there as well. So we're all sitting around just having a drink now. My mum, mum and dad walked up <laughs> and we're like sitting there, my ex and our pals and that. And my mum's like, right, who needs suntan lotion? She's like handing it Capri Suns for her back. <laughs> Everyone needs Mama Pats at a festival. Like. Yeah, man, that sounds great. Me and it my dad shared a big Cuban cigar at the main stage. Bonding. That's that what that nice. is. It was a good time. Sam, bro, Andy Mac. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really bother with festivals and that too much. I mm. go to them to perform at them so I can kind of fucking go down do the thing and then fuck off again, which is quite nice. <laughs> I just watched them on Jordan's Instagram story, so I don't really need to go to them. So yeah. When was that? Didn't you put something up from the festival at Glastonbury a couple of weeks ago? Oh, yeah, that was just on my TV, though. Oh, yeah. That was a knock. <laughs> that was not. <laughs> just wind up Andy Mack. I just want to wind up you, but... <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to say no, too, just because I was watching... It may have been Glastonbury. Was uh, Miley Cyrus at Glastonbury? Mm-hmm. I was watching her, and then he, she had brought little Nas out and her dad out. They did Old Town Road. And then they kind of panned away and they showed the whole crowd. And I was like, there's like, it looked like, what, it was like 100,000 people. It wasn't that many. It was a lot of people there. I was like, no, I have no interest being amongst all those it's people. crazy, man. And, See, and I was, the I was flying a, piss is, is oh, another one I was always at the back. And yeah. I was never one for, even when I was younger, apart from maybe a couple of gigs like The Prodigy and Biffy Claro, I was never interested in getting to the front and getting you battered about. You the Prodigy at Teen the Park that year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I, I watch it from a safe distance because yeah. I can enjoy it and then like, 
Like you say, if you get a splash over the top of you and that's, if it's warm yeah. or cold, that's... <laughs> I remember seeing the enemy and some poor guy at Tina Park had one of them giant flags with the England flag over it and it's got pelted with pints for the whole set. And he even started trying to throw them back and we're like, mate, just fucking put what the flag the boy? Have you seen the video? I'm sure it was Tina Park where he's on the guy's shoulders and you see the, the fucking cup coming and he just catches it and drinks that it. Was not, it was a lead oh. singer. Was there a lead it was singer, a singer, yeah. Of the band. Somebody chucked a pint at the stage and he just grabs the, the, the cup at the end of the Man, that's so brave but he must have checked if it was warm or not he must have been hey, so who's going to kid who's going to kid he would have spewed I dispute. I'm pretty sure rock stars a bit worse things you than get into cups. a lot of interesting yeah. positions in festivals once you've got the fucking drugs into you <laughs> no seriously it's no true, it's true man once you've got whatever your your fucking potion is for the weekend once you've got that in you and a few potion. drinks you just fucking head off and you do your thing you don't give a fuck you're not thinking about oh I'm at the front oh no I'm going to get wet you're off your tits man well, that's yeah. it. I always ask just embrace it I was just enjoying it, it. Enjoying it. so I was always dry. sat far enough back that I could hear it usually got right in front of the, the tripod sitting down on the flare for the day and just enjoying it so, I fucking love a festival I like festivals. I've not been to one since like fucking 2010 actually probably no 2011 sorry I was at the last tea in the park that was at um, what was it was one out by Ken Ross what was it where did it used to be before I went to uh, Balado Balado I was at the last Balado I think that was 2012 (laughs) something like that that was good those were the days yeah what should we move on uh, watching and listening to we got anything else Chris you want to start anything you've been watching or listening to Uh. Not anything particularly new. I got introduced to that Tennessee whiskey song uh, last weekend, and I've been bumping that. Tennessee whiskey? Yeah, by Chris Stapleton, I think. What's some, uh, what do you like to listen to when you work out? What kind of stuff? Or do you listen to music when you work out? Yeah, I do. Um, I love listening to music when I work out. So I don't work out with a training partner, never have. Um, I'm yeah. kind of weird for that, but I actually reckon it's one of the reasons I'm a good PT. <laughs> we'll not get into that. Um, one of the reasons you have what? He's a good PT. I'm a good, Are you a good PT. PT? All right. I, you said one of the reasons you have, and I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> no. That I, um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I do. I listen to a lot of music when I work out, but it depends. Um, it has to be... I don't know. I like hip hop. I like. Do you know what I've been listening to recently? It's trap beats, like instrumental beats. Because right. mm. I like the beats in trap music, but the fucking lyrics just yeah. distract me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I, I take that out of the equation. I listen to that. Um, some good old school rock. Nice. Uh, it's mm. good. Uh, I like a bit of metal, a bit of Venge Sevenfold. Anything that's heavy that's going to get your, your, your heart going a wee bit. Yeah. I was saying it depends what kind of. Kind of effects you're going through. You're just going through just a, a standard workout, like a, a hip hop, just to, so you can just sort yeah. of zone out a bit. But yeah. if you're actually trying to drive and make yourself burst, then it's got to be metal, or usually like the Prodigy yeah. was always good for that too. Anything you've been watching? Anything? I don't watch you're watching? TV. Eh? No, I don't. I watch Rick and Morty every night, and that's it. Love that show. Been so doing that since like January. Four, eh? It's pretty four. sad. Same. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I don't watch anything because uh, I kind of I work like all day every day. And then I go and see my pals, and then that's it. I go home and sleep. So yeah, I don't. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Andy Mac, what you got? Um, no much for uh, watching. <laughs> Shock horror. Um, <laughs> listening. I've been listening a huge amount, but I have tried out a couple of games. Oh, okay, uh, which yeah. Which I thought were all right. Um, obviously, 
plenty of ultimate team, but I played Hitman 2, which is a pretty good one. So you're basically a Hitman. Mm. They phone you up, give you a mission. They're like, need you to go and take out this guy. You're at like a Formula One track or something like that. So you need to take out some guy that's like Bernie Eccleston and his daughter <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just about trying to do it as stealthily as you can. Mm-hmm. But the whole trick to doing it is not to like be changing into costumes and all that kind of stuff is to basically go in. You go in in your suit mm-hmm. and try and do the whole thing in your suit. Stealth, nobody spots you. It's like missions take fucking forever. It's creeping right. about fucking in bushes. And that. Yeah, played it back on the PS2 fucked. years ago, man. Eh? I love the Hitman series. The other one I've been playing um, is I played Sniper 4 Elite, which is a franchise uh, sniper games that they made based around the Second World War. But um, they're really good fun. They're again like the Hitman ones. So you again got a huge fucking map and a level and a whole bunch of objectives. And then you're trying to work your way through with your sniper rifle and your silence pistol, taking out fucking everybody, never getting spotted, all that kind of stuff. The levels, there's 10 levels in the game. It takes around about two hours a level. So you imagine, like, this time I probably have my tea, get a wee hour of ultimate team in, literally have an hour of that fucking sniper, a level of that sniper. It's like two hours and, like, half ten, quarter eleven, go to my bed. So I'm going to give Hitman six out of ten bananas. Hitman 2 is not as good as Hitman 1. Um, Sniper 4... I'm going to give six bananas as well because I've got more playability out of it than I thought I would have. And like I say, you start a mission and it's like half eight, you're going to finish that mission and go to your bed. There's no, you're not just like <clears throat> rattling through mission <clears throat> after it. It's long as fuck. And it takes time, man, because you're sitting there, you can't just go, you know what, if I want the good ratings, mm-hmm. I can't just fucking run about like a madman shooting everybody. I've got to take my time, get my binoculars out, fucking scope the scene, right? How am I going to fucking do this? <laughs> Okay, I've got a radio tent here. How am I going to do it? Am I just going to run through the middle? Well, no. You can tell that is your game mode. Yeah, totally, that's, that's man. Strategy <laughs> and like shit. really pragmatic. Strategy <laughs> so. games are awesome, though, man. Like, that's the kind of game I'm into, man. Like, mm. see one that you can go into and actually spend an evening on it where you're engaged with it. And it's not like, like I quite like Fortnite, but you go on that, you play some fucking games, you get a wee bit of bored, you come off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. I like did, the strategy. Did you play Metal Gear Solid? When yeah, you were? I love, oh, Metal love those Gear. games. Love that game. Metal Gear is brilliant back in the day. And I think that's still why I play so much Ultimate Team is because it's got that element of strategy into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you might look and say, well, you know, you're only playing FIFA, but it's the whole transfer marketing for me. So I'm constantly <clears throat> strategizing and planning. How can I make more money? How am I going to upgrade my Ronaldinho to the prime moments, the very best version of Ronaldinho for the end game? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So I've played those couple of games. I think listening to stuff, I've just been rehashing a lot of old stuff. Um, listening again, loads of UK hip-hop again recently. There's the new um, the new album out, uh, Crud Lord, uh, Dat Kid and Leaf Dog. I don't know if I mentioned it last week. Another high-focused records release. You always hear me banging on about that label because mm-hmm. they are putting out some of the best UK hip-hop. End of. So... That album, I'm going to give it five bananas out of ten. Only reason being, I was kind of disappointed with the beats throughout. <coughs> oh, and Nas's new album, Lost Tapes 2. Oh, yeah, I've got to listen to Nas that. has a new album. Yeah. Yeah, Lost Ooh. Tapes 2. Um, I think it's gone over people's heads a lot of it. You know, do you know the problem with Nas is Nas picks trash Terrible beats. beats. Mm. Yeah. The greatest with a pen in his hand, yeah. but the guy just cannot pick the beats. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it five bananas. Mm-hmm. I'm giving four and a half, uh, four and a half of those bananas for the lyricism. Yeah. 
yeah. another half a banana for the production because I was even the two <sighs> tracks with Pete Rock was like oh, new Naz and Pete Rock fucking hit me son and then I listened to it I was like shit it just <laughs> I was like I know Pete Rock's got a million beats hotter than those two in the stash I know he does mm. he's fucking Pete Rock and that's the two that Naz picked though what about the uh, the new Eminem and thingy song Logic. Homicide Logic oh, it's, so it's fire right it's so good man I didn't hear it I didn't hear it, it. Oh, oh, I have to play it for you there's oh, a break it. man it is get it, get it listen because it's Logic's full frontal assault it, and then oh. Eminem's verse on it is just fucking oh. he does an Eminem he beats everyone on the verse. Yeah, on a, on a feature. Logic does, does Logic will do two of the verses, and then Eminem does one, and Eminem's verse is just fucking frightening, man. It's so good, and it's like proper Slim Shady. It's like funny. It's not like super yeah, it's, serious, but it's like cutting. It's just. Well, he's got the Chris D'Elia bit in it as well. <laughs> oh, I did the, hear the song. Have you seen the video? <laughs> have you seen the video? He's in it. Oh, it's great. Oh man, uh, Chris. And Chris he uses Lea's the up. lyrics during his own verse. I don't know if you noticed that, but he includes the lyrics that Chris D'Elia's. <laughs> he puts those lyrics in and uses them and you don't notice because he does it so well because it's fucking Eminem when Eminem tweeted that he's like I legitimately so thought this was me for a minute <laughs> can I sorry just throw one thing up just to, to tie up because it's been a couple of weeks I'm it glad has. I've brought some stuff to you there you go I'm can I say a two year um, special <laughs> can I also say I've been playing the Walking Dead games oh, is that All the phone right. ones mm. no the ones on the Xbox right. so if oh. you've got Xbox Game Pass You'll get the Walking Dead. So they're like story games. So you'll play through the story and then you'll be presented with choices of how you want to respond to things and how you play the game depend determines your story your through path. Oh, yeah. Fuck me, man. The episodes are A, like engaging. They're a, they're kind of a bit of a cartoony style. Mm-hmm. But dude, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, what do I do? Am I gonna <laughs> fucking kill this guy or am I gonna have to kill this fucking bird? Like I was like, what am I gonna do? It's just like it, it forces you to to make decisions, and then at the end of the the season, there's like six episodes, and so it's like imagine like six levels if you like. The levels are long as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to the end of that season, and you could see how things could have panned out, and what percentage of gamers made certain choices compared oh, to Oh, that's cool. Oh, that is and really it, cool. it was yeah. like, you could literally finish it with as many as, just yourself on your own, like everybody you met along the way, you could have lost and killed, or you could have finished it with like a huge squad of folk, Shit. depending yeah. on the choices that you made and every variation in between. Mm. That's so smart. It, that's really cool. It's fucking good fun. Awesome. It's a, honestly, it's what I call a joint friendly game. Mm. <laughs> because you're not because you're not having to sit there like Call of Duty or Fortnite or FIFA constantly fucking switched on yeah you know you can just sit back and just play at your own pace and you're not required to put, press X or A for you know every two seconds it's 90 seconds and you know. I'll check so, that out I got yeah. a PlayStation yeah. I did the first season quality fucking loved it man really I was like at the end of it I was like I feel like I've got a bit of a connection with like all the characters that had been in it which I don't know, that's hard for a game to, to give you that immersive quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And yet, you might look at it and say that could be considered a kid's game. It's not, because it's full of swearing and all that mm. kind of stuff and pretty gory stuff. So I'm going on to the second season. That I am going to give... Oh! A second birthday special, 8 out of 10. Wow. That's big rating for me. 
So we need to I'm write to them and let them know what I'm, just happened. <laughs> I'm away to start on season two, and I've got another two of them there downloaded, which are like Michonne's story one and another one. So I'm going to make a start on season two, maybe some point later in the week. But season I one, I want to check that out now. Do, 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 dope, fucking love that man. I don't know change of pace. Man. I'm behind on games in that, but it does seem like games have lost the story mode. Mm. Like games were all story mode before. Like they just wanted to play online played, now. Like yeah. Drake Uncharted, but like it's all more. To those do games now. were fantastic, and it was, yeah. just a, it was just a story. You were yeah. you were finding out the story as you were playing the game, so and much it was more a bit... focused on like how much of an open world they can create. Yeah, yeah, and now we just uh, start, finish. which is a great thing, mm. but it's its own thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the problem with the games. Is as you say, they've become less story driven because now you can chop lots of that story off and sell it later on as yeah. downloadable content. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. many people want to play on. How many? games you picked up like uh, Uncharted or Sniper Elite and like I was mentioned earlier and they've got multiplayer modes nobody's want to play multiplayer fucking Uncharted yeah. man yeah. you're playing multiplayer Fortnite or fucking PUBG yeah. or Call of Duty you know stick to what you're good at and stop chopping the games to bits man stop slicing everything off and trying to sell us you, you know you buy the new Batman game Literally the day it comes out, they're wanting thirty nine ninety nine for a fucking season pass, so you can get all this extra fucking shit with it. You're just like, come on, man. Yeah. Call of Duty removed the story mode for this game yeah. that's coming out. Just, I love the story. I played that more than I played online. Yeah, it's because zombies has become such a big thing for Call of Duty as well, though, wasn't it? Oh, it's always been well. It was the multiplayer. It was the multiplayer. So it was huge, but still, I love I love playing story mode in mm. those games. Yeah, same. One of the best levels I ever played was the one in uh, Chernobyl. On one yeah, of the old Call that. of Duty games, oh, my yearly. It's Modern Warfare, the very first one. Yeah, Call we, of Duty we had, to, like, you had yeah. to like creep through the grass, and there was like Soviet soldiers like marching past, and you. Yeah. Like Andy says, you were you were in it. Yeah. You could have been yeah. sat in your room, but for that level, I don't know how they did it, but you felt like you were hiding in the grass, your yeah, arsehole yeah. clenched because you're like, <laughs> I better not get caught by these fucking soldiers. I yeah. think that's what's so special and why I've given The Walking Dead such a high rating. It's not a triple A blockbuster game. It's not your FIFA. It's not Call of Duty. It's not that. It's it was expensive. It, no, they're free on oh, Xbox yeah. Game Pass. So, okay. so okay. Um, you know, it's one of these things. It's a total change of pace, but it's not like that AAA fucking blockbuster style. It's just completely different. And because of that, it makes it really unique, even though it's not a unique game yeah. in that respect. Story choice games have always been there, but mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. because you can relate to the TV show and compared to the fact there is fucking no games coming out for mm -hmm. either console at the moment. You know, it's always Chuff, Chuff, there's, Chuff there's plays things all the time. Like she plays the Assassin's Creed games and she enjoys them, but she's like, yeah. just gets a bit samey after yeah, a while. Yeah, it's just it does. kill this guy, kill all these soldiers, collect yeah. this fucking scroll. That's that and the next thing. I tell so, you what might change the game a new GTA. Mm. I think what you need to do is you'll need to wait till they finish milking the online for GTA 5. First. Yeah, dude, I'm, it's still going strong. I still play it sometimes, it's still great. Yeah. Mm. I've got it up there on disc. Yeah, I'm, yeah I still got. I, I crack it up and every oh, now and yeah, then. Man. Yeah, yeah. But My character's um, a badass online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they've got new DLC come out. That's their casino DLC, and that I've not checked out yet. But um, I don't think there'll be another GTA for about another two or three years because they've just yeah. had Red Dead, and they're talking about if anyone remembers Bully. Oh no, yeah. what's that? the one that was set in the high school. So oh, you were like shit. the bully of the high school running about the school, just That'd fucking bossing it up. Oh, that sounds Apparently awesome. they're making bully too, and then it'll be GTA 6. Fuck yeah. right. I tell you what, take your time on it. Hell yeah. It works that, when yeah, they do take their time exactly. on it. Exactly. Yeah. I never got 
Into Red, the new Red Dead, though. Mm. I never, re- I, I played it a few times at my mates. I never got it, mm-hmm. which is probably why. But I didn't get it. Either. I got it. It's it not, pretty good. Does it not seem like it was really good? Had this massive blow up and then kind of went out with a whisper, though. What Red Dead? Red Dead. It was like when it came out, it was like holy shit, Red Dead, and then it's sort of like. Well, their downloadable stuff. It, I, I don't think that their online stuff worked until quite a bit after it was launched. Mm, but now bumps. it's up and running. Uh, I think a lot more people are playing online. They I do, certainly see a lot of ads for they it. They do it deliberately. It was the same with GTA V. So when the game comes out, there's about a six to eight week grace period where they don't activate online because they want you to go and play the story. Yeah. Oh, go, okay. and, go and explore <clears throat> the world and go and play the story in the campaign and have plenty of time to do that. Then we'll activate on. I remember the night they put GTA 5 online. It was a bit I remember that too. Yeah. I was yeah, wanking myself at that <laughs> I was so excited. I remember that too. I got it like a couple of days before they actually re- started the online stuff. Yeah, that, that, it's, inc- it's incredible. I was, I went on a school trip a couple of months ago and it was the museum was right next door to where they, they make the game, Rockstar North. Yeah. Or at least to make portions of the game there. And I was like a little kid fucking, I was like, look at that, they make fucking Red Dead over there. It's just incredible the amount of work that goes into that game. And yeah, the yeah. things that go, like even in Red Dead, you're just trotting around and people like say shit to you and then you could just stop and have a conversation with them and then they'll just send you off on a journey. Like yeah. you're totally off on a tangent or for what you were actually trying to do. It's, it's incredible the amount of work awesome, that goes into yeah. it. Even those games though, they are still linear and what that means by linear is that they still force you in a direction. Yeah. And I think again, to come back to The Walking Dead, that was what was so refreshing about that. It wasn't linear. It was completely my choice how that game progressed and ended and what occurred to me and happened throughout my journey throughout that first season. I might have to and go check that out. It was yeah. dope. Really, it really good. Like I say, joint See, friendly. So if you want to sit back and just blaze one up and oh, nice. a couple of cans and just... What is it called again? Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Have you ever read the comic books? No. Comic books are fucking brilliant, by the way. Really good. The stories in there. I've read the first... I used to, there used to be this app where it had them all online, and I think I read the first, like, it was like the first thirty books. Fucking brilliant, like, really good. Um, so that was me, anyway. And that is the longest. Sorry, guys, I've not took off. Fucking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the longest you've ever spent on walking. Listen, that's two years worth I saved up for <laughs> that, man. I guess <laughs> uh, I've been laid up. I don't know if I mentioned this one before, but I rewatched Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I finally, yeah, I, wa- I, I watched the reback completion, sure. and like. I know I'm always getting slagged for high scores, but that is like my favourite TV series of all time. Like, and I watched it again, and I was like, I put it on one day, just while I was fanning about in the house, and then it ended up me watching all seven seasons in about a fortnight, yeah. and still like getting ramped into it, man, getting and so involved with the characters, maybe noticing bits that I never noticed before. So that, that gets me. That's like a, I guess a retrospect. That's a big score. That's a nine bananas for me because it is my favourite TV series of all time. Now I think now that Game of Thrones is finished. It's refreshing because you can call Sons of Anarchy your favourite TV yeah. show of all time because mm. they ended it really well. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's, it was the same as Breaking Bad. It's so satisfying yeah. when you invest in a series and then they wrap it up well. Yeah. You know I mean, they don't yeah. run out of ideas. I must be the only person that thought that Breaking Bad's ending was just, just a joke. So I, 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 I didn't it, think it was that good either. Because I watched it and I went, and then it comes up on Netflix and it didn't say next episode starts and I was like, it. That was the last one. I was like, "What was I that big head and all about?" I, gonna, that was fucking, I think that's probably why for me, Sons of man. Anarchy pips it because start to finish, Sons of Anarchy just for development story, like ah, just fucking love it, man. Plus, I want a Harley so bad. Same. Plus, it's the only <laughs> fucking show where like boot cut jeans and high Sorry. tops look alright. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah, Jack's Teller is uh, Charlie Hunnam's fucking amazing. Plus, they've got a Scottish boy in there. 
That's it. Chibs yes. is fucking brilliant, man. So I think um, I have the scar. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's quality. Um, finished Stranger Things 3. Okay. I thought they probably could have made it three episodes long. Mm-hmm. I felt like... So A lot of people was, said that, yeah. It was like nine episodes. Like The first six episodes were good, and they looked really good. But it felt like they just they'd split all the people off in groups based on sort of like what the fans were talking about, and then the whole group sort of comes together at the end to fight the big thing mm-hmm. without giving away spoilers. And I just felt like the last three episodes were brilliant, but the first six just seemed like filler. I'd rather just them all be dropped into the shit, and it was like a, maybe a four part or maybe that would have been a lot better for me. Um, so that'll get f- five bananas because I loved the first two seasons. I'm being better on my sure. phones, man. At five hours, <laughs> um, less than seven. I rewatched it, the remake. Um, one of my favourite horror movies, um, yeah. purely from the fact that it's genuinely scary and unsettling, but at the same time really heartfelt. It's like the Goonies with a terrifying clown in it. Like the actors are all brilliant. The way it's shot's fantastic. Um, it's not good for rewatching. I'm sort of judging lately. I'm saying it's one of my favourite horror movies based on the first time that I've seen it. And the mm. cinema was great, and I'm really looking forward to the sequel. So I'll give that a six. Um, I listened to start to finish Lewis Capaldi's album. Beautiful. Divinely uninspired to a hellish extent. Mm-hmm. Fucking great, man. Like, Got me through a hard time. Honestly, man, it's like the boy's voice is sensational. And he's going on me. The patter, man. The, the, he's been rinsing No Gallagher silly, and yeah. it's been fucking brilliant. Do you know what I think as well? His album's fairly special in that, you know, it's super successful. Um, in mainstream music and it's most of the songs are one instrument and him singing yeah and that like, tells you something about the talent of the boy's voice yeah. eh? like it's and like there's, there's shows as well because he's only he's only he was 20 year old but, young, yeah. but the insight he's got into like the heartbreak that he's obviously experienced as some sort of different level maturity like because the songs are fucking gorgeous man. does he write yeah. all of his old stuff yeah man oh really oh, but cool. um, he's fucking so I'll give, I'll give that a 7 because um, like I say it's, you've got to be in the it's one of those albums you've got to be in the mood to listen to it it's not really <laughs> yeah. I mean you can listen to the singles when you're driving about but if you want to give it a start to finish you've got to be in that I want to be sad for a little while so no, I'm going to ping this that. on <laughs> um, and then as well as that just again being locked up I'll rewatch Red Dwarf start to finish <laughs> yes fucking just an absolute classic TV series man like what a show man like I was seeing this earlier I feel like the British do sitcoms so <clears throat> fucking good like there's some cracking American ones out there, but I feel like when it comes to like a, sitcom, a situational comedy, British ones are brilliant. If you look at things like Bottom, Faulty Towers, um, I think the Americans do the more serious dramas yeah. better. I think British comedy is is better than yeah. American. Comedy. So again, I think I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna have to give it a a big rating because I've I've watched it since I was a kid. Like I remember my uncle used to have a couple of VHSs at my granny's house, and me and my wee sister used to watch them. Every time we're at my granny's house, a character called Rimmer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just, Rimmer? You know, yeah, and it, you know it's so subtle. But, yeah, but. So for, for the most part of it, it is literally <laughs> it's four guys or three or four guys in a small space, yeah. and it's simple humour and it's funny as fuck. Yeah. So I'm going to give that a seven as well. Um, like say, it's not like a life changing comedy, but like you can put it on at almost any point, and there'll be an episode that'll make you laugh. I always 100%. feel like about men behaving badly for uh, some yeah. reason. Like, <laughs> I watch an old episode of, if it got like UK TV Gold or something, and you're at your mom's <laughs> yeah. killing time at your mom's, like men behaving badly. You're like, uh, this is shit, but I am actually uh, going to laugh at it. And uh, as well as that, just off the back of it, I listened to one of the Red Dwarf audiobooks called The Universe Welcomes Careful Drivers. <coughs> it's like a four part, or you can get it on YouTube, and it's narrated by the guy who plays Rimmer. And he does all the accents and that. And it's like a slightly different story 
from the Red Dwarf series, maybe goes into a bit more detail because obviously <clears> it doesn't have the restraints of the technology at the time, so that's well worth a listen. Um, I'll give that six bananas. But yeah, that's me for the last couple of weeks. Mickey Dats. Where am I? Greece. Watch Greece for the Ooh, first time at 34 years old. First 34, time. 34, and, 34 and 10 months. Mm. Um, it was all right. I'm not really into musicals, but just because I feel like I needed to watch it just because I give Connie so much shit for not seeing big movies like Scarface and things like that. I feel like it's my duty to bring those and show those <laughs> to her. So she was like, no, you're going to watch this shit. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. So I was kind of in and out and you know, nodding off a bit. And I was watching. I was like, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an iconic movie. It's a yeah. fun time. It's just- then we got to the end. And they're all dancing on the football field, and there's a big shows and everything. And I realized parts of it. It's good to watch it. There's parts of it. I remember from a Ja Rule video where they're walking on the football field, and uh, Ja Rule and Ashanti are singing. And what the fuck happened with the car? Why do they? Does the car take off and go into outer space? What What's the deal with that? That's I don't just understand. A fantastical ending. No, but why? The whole movie had nothing to do with that it's, though. Because it's extra. Oh, yeah, it's, it's that kind of ruined it for me. I'll fair. give it. A, I'll give it a four. That's fair. I'll give it. Yeah. A four. That's at least three too many, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a four. I thought the the scene, the dancing scene uh, in the gym, I thought that was pretty funny. Like they were all doing the same dance. I I wondered like. It's kind of that time now with music, because you know how like a lot of hip hop songs, at least recently, or I'd say over the last two or three years, they have a dance incorporated with it. Was that what it was like in the late fifties and sixties? It was kind of like man, it's just. It's funny. I, I feel like everyone's got at least one musical that they enjoy. Is that yours? No, no, mine's is Moulin Rouge. No, oh, okay. oh, oh, that's a great movie, man. I don't think I've seen great that movie. Andy Mark, have you got one? Pitch perfect. <laughs> no, that was quick. No, no, I have no into the musicals at all, but I did sit and watch, I think there's three of them, isn't there? Right. Three Pitch Perfects. I've yeah. seen the first one. Oh, Again, it was just some bird I was seeing at the time, and she wanted to watch them, and I thought, keep Musical, uh, I do have a favorite. What's the one with Wolverine and he's fucking singing and dancing with Zach Efron? Schumann. That is I've awesome, not seen awesome that, movie. I've never seen it. That My is a friends good movie. hate me for not seeing that. Apparently, it's incredible. It's, really yeah, good. it's one of the one things that spans so, like, I know so many people, and almost every single, regardless of what age, gender, or sex they are that have seen that film, are like, it's fucking fantastic. Soundtrack is off the hook, too. Yeah, nice. okay. Um, Again, watching a little bit of Joe Rogan. Uh, the Bob Lazar guy was watching him on Joe Rogan. Uh, he's the one who's kind of, I guess, kind of started. Well, the podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast, started the whole Rush Area 51 thing, mm-hmm. which is fucking stupid. Um, but um, <laughs> no, I'm not saying, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but rushing there with their. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. The smartest thing to do. Yeah, in my opinion. Fair, I'm not doing it. Weed out the people you need weeded out. Yeah. Exactly. So, it was just fascinating to listen to this guy talk about how they had an element which they thought that was powering the UFOs, mm. uh, and which was later, in like, I think it was around 2003, one, yeah, 115, 115, yeah, and it was later became an element. They put it on the periodic chart. Mm. Um, and then from there, I watched the documentary. On Netflix. On I Netflix, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I think the podcast was more informative and better than the documentary. Because it was weird, because like, one of the guys who they, they speak about quite frequently, George something. Um, okay, I only watched like sort of 20 minutes George, of it. George, the, the investigative reporter. No, yeah, they, they talk about him quite frequently, and he's in the movie for a couple of minutes, but then they, just, he's just talking to him on speakerphone, and I'm just kind of like, that's a bit weird. I don't think the documentary was a bit like, 
It wasn't so like factual. It was more just everyone. Let's just believe Bob Lazar. Here's why you should believe Bob Lazar. Uh, yeah. he's I a thought, really good guy. I believe thought, yeah, I thought it was more. Well, the part I only watched me twenty thirty minutes of it, and I thought it was more the fact that they're showing how that his life had been really knocked yeah. on its arse and yeah. how worn down he looked because he'd decided to speak out, and you can almost tell that he wish he hadn't bothered. Yeah, yeah. I mean the thing for me with, with Bob Lazar is if Bob Lazar knows something and was deemed to have known enough to have been a threat, Bob Lazar wouldn't be standing here yeah, right now. Exactly. And I also got a bit funny during that particular episode because he was being pushed for things and suddenly he's like, you know, I, I can't talk about this right now. I've got a migraine. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, yeah. who knows? It was the same you'll, when they had you'll the fucking, know what they've got. It was there. the same when they had Tom DeLonge boy Blink-182 on there mm -hmm. and he was talking I was like yeah I'm working with some people in the government like, would you want to talk about it and he's like yeah I can't really talk about it now but I'm definitely doing it and it's just like okay. well <laughs> I had a few thoughts on it right and I thought maybe because Joe mentions it during that podcast about the whole misinformation thing mm -hmm. and it's maybe just that Bob Lazar has worked in this place with this technology but he's just been misinformationed so much yeah. that the way he's come out and told this story it's like oh it's alien technology what if it's not what if it's something they found in the fucking pyramids mm -hmm. yeah yeah I always my something thought, like that you my know? thought when always because even if they did find the alien life not to sound like a total conspiracy theorist but <laughs> even if they did have crash lands I don't think they would do it especially in America because America is such a, a God-fearing Christian country I think it would literally crumble the economy if they announced undeniable proof that there was alien life out there. The world would just that's change, the, the world mate. would go to shit because, like, what it doesn't would you matter. Do? People have a right to know. They need to get yeah. over this, you know, mm. this this self entitlement. You know, no, I the, definitely agree with you. Like, you know, we are this fucking we're so fucking special sitting here in our floating fucking asteroid. It's <laughs> like, no, come on, man. Yeah, and he, that's what his point was. Is like, there's a lot of technology there that they found that could be used for other things. And he's like, it's unfair to normal people and unfair for scientists. They could use that to maybe build the next thing. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Believe well, what you want to believe, but I, I just thought it was super, super interesting. I know all your technology comes essentially from military R and D. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's why the human race, you could say, had such a technological explosion over the last sixty years, is really because of all the technology that was developed mm -hmm. particularly through the second world war but really starting around about the first world war time mm -hmm. and all that technology then that's available at the end of those war at the end of the second world war is then there for mass consumption so to speak. Mm -hmm. that's there to then be refined and and found ways to be implemented into daily life in society tell you what i don't know if you are following like this whole like uh, the robot stuff with that boston dynamics and yeah. that, all that one. stuff's getting crazy man yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no, wild it's, it's that, you, you see the time lapses the ones they've taken like 2008 compared to where they've got the thing 10 years later on. Well, they've got Are you talking about that one with the wheels that jumps? Yeah, they're like the one that's... The one that's <laughs> okay. It's crazy. They try and push it over and it corrects itself. Yeah, and, like and then get, does a backflip. Yeah. And you're like... Oh, and it looks so weird because that's obviously just how they move. But when you see a, a, something mechanical doing it, it just seems unsettling to me. I'm like, has no one ever watched fucking Terminator? I know how this plays out. Oh, Fuck. Uh, scared now. And there's another thing as well. I don't know if you saw Elon Musk has released or has at least gone public with. You know how he was talking on Joe Rogan about the new interfacing with like technology and stuff like that. Yeah. And how to make it faster. He's released it. He's like released what it is, and it's just fucking like loads of. It's like thousands of like 
fiber. They're like fibers, but they're wires. And he like cuts a wee incision in your head, cuts a bit of your fucking skull out, puts all these with a robot, puts all these wires in your head, puts the chip in, seals it over, and that's how it's like a Bluetooth interface. And that's how they're going to try and interface with uh, our official It's a Black Mirror episode, man. No, that's ah. fucking the Matrix, man. Ah, don't put into bro, the system. Nah. There you bro, go, man. I'm telling you right now, if they said to you, Ken, what, you're going to die tomorrow, but you can come back in 100 years' time, I'd fucking think about it. Like, I'd I love would. to know. I'd love to know what we'd be capable of in Hell 100 yeah. years' time. But even now, man, I even like within, within our lifetime, you, you sort of you forget about it, but from like from the 90s to now, like this fucking phones that were all hidden. Maybe not you, we're LG, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like the technology that we can hold in our hands. Yeah, it's crazy. How much you can do with this tiny little fucking thing? You said that back to somebody in fucking 1980. They'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah, send yeah. that to someone in 19, yeah, fucking 1990. Like, mm-hmm. think back when you're a child, man. Someone gave you that. Oh, you fucker! What is this? My dad had one of those open. fucking giant, like <laughs> brick-sized phones. Yeah, like, my the battery was... itself was the size of a beer can. Do you know what I mean? It's it... crazy the way you've got more access to to more information than you could ever dream of. Yet we're all becoming more disinformed than ever before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Man, so with your crazy. phone, if you're hungry, horny, or bored, you can cure it with your phone. Well, you know that, I mean? that's it's, what it's, Joe was saying. Joe Rogan was saying on that thing with Bob Lazar. He was like, "Aliens probably look like we're probably gonna look like what aliens or what people picture aliens to look like with the big heads and the skinny bodies because we don't go out and we don't do anything. We don't lift weights. We don't do anything. But we have all this information all the time. We're constantly consuming information so that your heads get huge, mm-hmm. your eyes probably get huge, but your body becomes really frail. And that's what people picture or seem to picture aliens to look like. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what we're gonna look like in a hundred years. We're gonna look like fucking who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Mental." Love to know. Um, while listening to a podcast, have you guys heard of the Philadelphia Experiment? This is kind of on Is this the one with the boat? Yeah, the yeah, boat that disappears. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Philadelphia Experiment is an alleged military experiment uh, supposed to have been carried out by the U.S. Navy at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in 1943. A U.S. destroyer was claimed to have been rendered invisible to enemy devices. But when they brought it back, like guys were all like stuck in the walls and shit. I just thought it was fascinating. Yeah, I've, I've read, and I've read I hope Ali... Writes a lot about I've, this. I've read it. I, I remember <laughs> reading this younger. It's like in the wall. So, so when they brought like, it back to life, like the guy, like the they arms almost, sticking through walls. They and almost like phased the, or put the rumor is, or the theory is that they phased the ship. So like they, or did, I thought, I thought they transported it somewhere. Yeah, it went, it just disappeared. And then when they brought it back, it was like, everyone, apparently people were fucked yeah, up. Guys yeah. were dead. Guys were just like through the walls and shit. It was nuts. Oh shit. Yeah. That's, that's, crazy. that's, one, that's a rabbit hole to go down when you maybe <laughs> had a cigar or four. Like that's it. <laughs> a couple things on Netflix. Uh, Last Chance You season four has started. So I watched two episodes of that. Oh, love that, that shit. I watched All or Nothing with a Carolina Panthers. I'm about yes. halfway through. Fuck me. I love Cam Newton. Oh, oh I love Cam Newton. I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I heard a high praise for the show called Dark on Netflix. It's a German show, but dubbed in English. Yeah, I've um, heard about this, but I didn't, I've not watched it yet. Watched the first episode, a bit slow, but I'm going to watch it with the missus. We're going to get into that. Um, comedians and Cars Getting Coffee started. Eddie Murphy was on there with yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Nice. They're going to, Netflix are going to pay him a lot of money for mm-hmm. a comedy special coming up. So that'll be interesting. What, uh, Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Well, Ooh, like, that's huge. <laughs> talking, just talking about Joe Rogan and that, like him and Brian Callen, all the comedians that go on his show, they always talk about the fact that apparently Eddie Murphy is the funniest motherfucker alive. Yeah. Like if you go to any of his parties, yeah. he'll just have people dying in the kitchen just by talking. Yeah. I'd like to see how he would do in a modern setting because I know a lot of his, Me too. A lot of his stuff from Raw would not fly now. Like all the, the, the gay chat and that that was funny back and same because people were not as informed. 
Yeah. Maybe he doesn't <clears> hit his home with a newer crowd now. So I'd be interested to see what he does in a modern setting. It's crazy watching, I think it was his first one, Raw, uh, and he, he talks about AIDS, and then the crowd just goes, oh my God! And mm. it's kind of like his AIDS was probably relatively new at that time. Yeah. Now people are just taking pills and just getting on with their life now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, not yeah. AIDS maybe, I'd, but I'd HIV. I'd be interested to see how he does in a modern setting. Yeah. Um, mm. Also, Jamie Foxx was on that. Jamie Foxx, who I still maintain, is the most talented man in yeah, show business. Um, he he just always has a good. St- Every now and then, you'll just go, be going down a YouTube hole, and you'll just hear Jamie Foxx talking about something on on YouTube, and you're like, he's lived through so much, and just the stories that he has. Like he was talking about like Ed Sheeran sleeping on his couch before he was big, and I was like, shit, imagine walking to Jamie Foxx's house, you see this fucking ginger guy sleeping on his yeah. couch. Who the fuck is this guy? And then like 10 I, I, years later, he's I, huge. I still maintain the the album that he done for Ray is one of my favorite Bro, fucking- that's one of my favorite like musician kind of like documentary oh, style yeah, films yeah. I've ever seen. It's biopics, so good, man. Yeah. I remember watching that. So I, I listened to Ray Charles' best of album for about a year after that yeah, fucking I was exactly that film, man, like, I'd, I'd heard all Ray Charles but never listened to him. And then yeah. after that film, that has been on like, Every playlist, iPod, iPhone I've ever had has had some Ray Charles. He's got that mess around song. That's his. How the mess Mess around. around. Okay, man. Uh, Music wise, (laughs) um, Benny the Butcher. Pretty good. Listen to his album. Uh, It's called. Oh shit! What is this thing called? I gotta find it. It's called the Plugs I Met. Pretty good. Hardcore rap. Um, Listen to a lot of Lloyd Banks at work. We got it back into that. Yeah, Ed Sheeran's shit. got a new album as well. Yeah, does he? What, like compilations of like what just other people are all featuring somebody. Yeah, yeah. that's no, pretty I got good. A song with Eminem and yep. someone else out just now. Who is it? Dr. Dre actually. Um, it's Eminem and sure it's Dr. Dre. Justin Bieber. Um, sure. Chance the Rapper. He's got a bunch of people on there. Ah, look at that listen. Okay, yeah, yeah, Eminem is on yeah. one of them. Yeah. Uh, also, what else was I listening to? Oh, Frank Ocean's got a song named Pyramids. Nine minute song. Speaking of one to smoke long. a cigar too. No, no, no. It's one to smoke long. a cigar too. The, just the, the music in it. Andy, you'll appreciate it. Just the background. Just the uh, just the background. There's nothing wrong with a nine minute song. There nothing is. at all. Occasionally, nothing yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden has a good nine minute song too. Oh, no, it's 10 minutes because it's called 10 minutes. Um, but it's called Pyramids, the Frank Ocean song. Please listen to it. Okay. Very, very good. Right. The instrumentation behind it. We'll is have very to, good. We'll have to, he's, got, he's got big ass budgets, man. So they'll be able to get the guys coming, write string sections, live fucking orchestras, all yes. beautifully recorded in the I best did, recording I, studios. I did actually set yeah, up man. the Monkey Sword Fight playlist. So I'll have to actually start. Listening back. Oh, this will be my first one on there. Okay, I'll send it yeah. over to you. But that's about it. That's all. What we do? Oh, send no, sh- them to you in a message. Yeah, right, just ping them on me. You know, I, right, I did start Stranger Things. I was bullied into watching that. Um, it was all right. Yeah, I, I, I got through a couple episodes of season one. It's all right. Yeah. What's happening with Love Island, Mike? The Love Island's gonna be wrapping. You know what? A guy I work with. He is going to the final, which means I had to work the well, fucking how, weekend. How do you go to the final? Well, he, he they won some <laughs> competition. He won some competition, and he's he's going to be in the in the studio. But. Uh, yeah, it's almost over. It's wrapping up next week. Terribly sad. Really sad about this. Well, I've got as well, just off, not off of that, but a special mention goes to the boy who went viral, the the, the finger drummer, the hip-hop beat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy, what do you think of it? Did you watch the video? Yeah. What do you think of it? See, not a lot of guys doing it, man. <laughs> what is it? There's <laughs> a, this guy, I'll, I'll show you when we finish, when we wrap up, was a guy who just went viral. Like, you know the, the, the electronic pad, like pad machine? Ah, pad, yeah. right, and okay. he, you put this beat up, and I thought it was fucking deadly. And he just posted, he's just like an amateur, not an amateur producer, but he ended up getting like Meek Mill, ended up tweeting him back and wanted to get him on board. I listened to his album, actually. It's Trizzy, Trizzy Beats, I think he's called. Yes. The album's Trizzy not beats. bad, but 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. They're what's called the uh, MPC Finger Drummers. So the MPC is the Akai Music Production Centre. Mm-hmm. That's what you, it's really recognisable. It's got the 16, the 4 by 4 little square pads. Mm-hmm. And then you just assign a kick, snare, hi-hat, or one in the sample. You're just, you're just playing it live like you would do on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. So you just load a sound, you load just sound load, into it. So Each one makes a sound. different sounds onto the little square buttons. So you'll have a... Yeah. And then all your samples, you know, just playing it like a drum kit. Like so do you play it. something underneath it first? Can you play like just like a, I don't know. Like, I, a, I don't like a tune or a vocal. Like a tune it. just underneath it and then bring everything else into it or maybe just design yeah. one of those pads just to be alone. Yeah, you could okay. do or you yeah. could do like what that Mark Rebley guy does is get like a looper pedal so you could yeah. sit and chop samples and just loop that up and then that just stays looping like the audio yeah. and then you could go and play the drums over ah. top loop that. So yeah, it's tough. How much do they cost? But, I want one. Uh, <laughs> Time investor or money, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> money. Money. Um, NPC. You could get NPC 1000 for like maybe 350 quid. Oh, it's not bad. Christmas, so, guys. Thanks. Classic, classic hip hop beat uh, makers piece of gear, the NPC. I looked at this. I like so, say, the guy's beats were deadly, so. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Uh, is that us for the week? Ladies? It is, ladies I think and so. And Can you believe we're giving them two and a half hours? Is that two and a half hours? They had a week off. Oh, shit. I'm not even done the Patreon yet. I'm not. Tune into the Patreon. I got some more questions for Chris for getting myself buffed. Soon. Wait, well, thank you very much to our guest, Chris Gilroy. Not a problem. Check thank out you your PT pages. You want to share out your, share out your socials? Yeah, Facebook and Instagram, Chris Gilroy Fitness. Check them both out. Um, and yeah, just give me a follow. Give me a message if you want to know anything fitness related and if you're interested in having a PT. I've got online coaching options if you're not around Ooh. Dundee. Um, can explain the pricing for that. Um, and obviously, just one-to-one personal training out of Pure Gym Dundee and Dundee Mixed Martial Arts, if you fancy nice. it. Deadly. Thank that you almost sounded like an ad. It uh, did, yeah. Smooth. Speaking of ads, we are sponsorless. <laughs> at the moment. Message. So, yes. uh, yeah, if you want to get a sponsor on here, give us a shout. We can give you fairly competitive rates. <laughs> <laughs> for all the other podcasts that you sponsor, yeah. maybe. Um, thank you very much for everyone listening. Let me say thank you for everyone who has let us get to the two-year mark. We will do the Patreons as well. Yes. Uh, Ali Cook Ali Cook Smartest yes. man on Facebook Ali Cook Look at the I was going to say Manhattan Project But look at the Philadelphia Experiment Please I'm looking forward to the 19,000 words You're right <laughs> yes, um, Andrew Henderson Callum McLaughlin yeah. Hey Chopsticks <laughs> Chopsticks 69 <laughs> yeah, It's filthy uh, Craig McCaffrey Danielle Miller uh, Davey Forrett Fraser Rafi mm-hmm. Ian Shepard Nate Black Hi Rachel Hi Rachel Hi Rachel. Hi Rachel. Ralphie Roggs, Roddy Bader, and Stosh. Yeah. Uh, once again, thank you for listening, liking, and subscribing. If you can give us a review on iTunes, that'd be very helpful as well. Ping us a follow on Spotify, even if you didn't listen on there, it'd be very handy. Uh, you can email us at monkeyswordfightpodcast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at Wagwan Patrice. I'm also on Twitter at underscore mdats. I'm on Twitter at Macapella. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Ooh. Hey!